well, we got six streams of income mm -hmm. and we got four different companies. So the average person can't make you feel a certain way because they might have one job and probably working for somebody. Mm -hmm. You got five. Stop playing. This is what you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not superwoman. As much as we are amazing, supermen, superwomen, you can't do it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you got to bring on some help, it don't even make sense. I say, look at whole girl like she a, a, a sister or something. Yeah. And so I try to put in as much time as I can with the kids. After we eat dinner, I put phones down. We locked in. We eat. We play. We wrestle. Bath time. Story time. I let them do their thing. So I really try when they around me not to do no work. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. We are here for The Social Proof 7 live in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Um, today's conversation is one that's needed to be had. Am I right? Absolutely. Where a lot of people are talking about, you know, building a business or making money, but um, there's a big challenge out there for people that are parents. And if anybody knows me, I only create conversations that I need help with. So <laughs> I, I was learning, I was trying to figure out this whole real estate thing. So we put together a real estate panel so I can get some free game. You feel me? Um, and this is no different because uh, I am newly a father. And uh, I'm an entrepreneur at the same time. And I realized that that is a dynamic that that offers some challenge for a lot of us. Anybody else deal with that? Like the balance of how do you build a business and build a family or be a parent, give your, uh, your, your business could be your baby, but also your baby is your baby. And how do we divide the love? And also, what do we learn? What do we uh, teach our kids about business? So these are the questions that I wanted to have uh, conversations with people. So we put together the seven pro Social Proof 7, and we're going to have the conversation tonight. So clap it up before we get started. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to introduce, before we get into the questions, I'd love for everyone to introduce themselves. And um, let me know, like, your, um, you know, how many kids you got, and one thing that you want your child to know by the time they're grown. Some of you have grown kids already, right? But um, one thing that you... If, if, if your child grows up and they take this one thing, you'll be a happy parent. So we're gonna start with Miss Andrea. Well, hello everybody. I'm Andrea Hamilton, um, mother of two. I have a newborn at home right now. Um, he'll be three months on the 21st. And I have a daughter, Ava, who's seven years old, almost in May. Um, I think the one thing I want my children to know, that's a tough question because it's just so many powerful things. And tell people what you do, though. Okay. As a professor, yep. I'm a publicist um, and manager. I own a communications agency. I work with sports, entertainment, lifestyle, hospitality, a little bit of everybody um, in the city called Theory Communications. We're based here. We work remotely out of LA and New York, too. Um, so I'm an on-the-go mom. I'm an entrepreneur mom. I'm a mom who, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy. And, and definitely the balance thing has been something that I've battled for these last seven years. Um, but I do think for my children, I just want them to know to follow their dreams no matter what. That's the most important thing that I have taken away from being a mother, and I want them to take it away just becoming adults. Gotcha. Mike, what you got? Uh, I am Mike Humes. I have two daughters, uh, Michaela and Maya, 21 and three and a half, so pray for me. <laughs> uh, uh, full custody father as well. 
uh, of two daughters out in the direct sales industry. So I've been in that industry for about 25 years. So I've been blessed to work from home for about 24 years. And one thing I would leave for my daughters is to not waste time, but to live in their truth. Mm, I like that. That's good. Kendra. Well, hi, I'm Kendra Steven. I'm the brand protection attorney for entrepreneurs, entertainers, and professional athletes. And for me. She's my <laughs> attorney. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm retainer. also David. Just he likes to remind me that he is a retainer client. <laughs> so for me, I have uh, four kids. I have a blended family, which includes three of my own and a bonus. And for me, the most important thing that I want my kids to know is that it doesn't matter to me what you do in your life as long as you do what you're called to do mm. and you live a full life fulfilling that purpose. I love it. I love it. Mm. Jeremy. That's good. Uh, my name is Jeremy Anderson. I am a uh, initially by trade, a motivational speaker, published author, serial entrepreneur, got an advertising agency. I'll tell you about that later. Uh, got a trucking company, Speakers Academy, where I train other people on how to be a motivational speaker, monetize their message. Got two amazing kids. They look just like me, but with, with hair and they're cute. Uh, <laughs> my son, Jackson, and my daughter, Jewel. And uh, I would want them to know that they can have whatever they want if they put the work in. If you ask my little girl now, you, you say hard work, she'll say pays off. So I'm already instilling it in her now. But that's one thing I would want them to know. You can have whatever you want if you wanted to put the work in. I love that. Yeah. Sure. Hey everyone, my name is Jasmine Womack. I am the six-figure storyteller. Mm. I am the owner, the CEO of the Impact Group. We are a seven-figure online coaching and consulting company where we specialize in working with experienced coaches to help them bundle their brilliance into a best-selling book and turn their book into a premium price coaching program. So the one thing that I I am the mother of four children. So I have a blended family, two bonus babies and two children uh, that are six and 10. My bonus babies are 19 and 22. So there's a big gap there. Um, And so I want my children to know that honestly to keep God first, you know, and I'm not saying that just to say it. I mean, when you keep God first and you have a focus and you have morals and a standard for how you live your life, everything else is going to fall into place as long as you keep it, as long as you work towards it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mr. Tooks. Uh, hello, I'm Ramon Tooks, uh, father of five. I'm a real estate developer, uh, investor, and educator. I've been in the business 27 years, and my kids range from six to 26. So they're six, 14, 19, 20, and 26. I was actually going to quiz you. I was going <laughs> to say, like, do you know the right I remember the birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what do you think? Uh, one, what is one thing you try to instill in them? One takeaway is I want them to work hard, but enjoy life. Uh, and I we can talk about that a little bit later, why I say work hard and enjoy life, because I've always worked really hard, but I'm just now starting to learn how to enjoy life. For sure. Well, look, before I get into kind of your parenting style, I kind of want to know if any of you remember when you were a child and any childhood trauma that you remember or experience that affects the way you parent today. Is there anything Mm. that you can think of that happened to you? Maybe not from your parents, but something, some sort of trauma that affected you and maybe you're you're parenting that way or you're, you're instilling something in your child that you gotta watch yourself like, whoa, 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 that's that's my old trauma coming out that I'm putting on them. Has anybody experienced that? 
Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was violated uh, when I was a child, right? Um, In ways that little girls shouldn't be violated. And I went throughout my adolescence and adulthood feeling like I had dealt with it until I had my daughter. Do you do you mind sharing who it was though? Um, it was a it was my babysitter son. So it was my mom was at work, and it was my um, my um, my grandmother's next door neighbor. They were great friends, had been friends of the family for a very long time, and uh, I used to go up her house, but she had narcolepsy, and I, it's so crazy. I just had this conversation with my mom the other uh, a couple of days ago. She had narcolepsy, so she would fall asleep you know, because she couldn't help it. She had a disorder. And so when she would, like once or twice when she fell asleep, things happened. Mm. And so um, it changed me and I didn't realize, well, it changed me because I started becoming a tomboy and dressing in overly big clothes. And I told my mom recently, I said, I realized I did that to protect myself. I thought that maybe if I wasn't pretty, people would look past me. Mm. And I literally, up through high school and college, I damned down my beauty because I didn't want to be seen. Wow. And I didn't really, it was to the point where I would not even wear shorts or open-toed shoes until I was 18. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't realize that that was why until later on in life. Mm. So it was when I had my daughter and, uh, when I had my daughter and she began to grow older, my whole psyche was, I don't want what happened to me to happen to her. Mm. So I used to always, um, I, I was very, very keen on talking to her and talking, this is your body part, this is the name of it, this is your body part, this is the name of it, especially since her father and I divorced when she was very young, so she was going over to her dad's. He had different, you know, girlfriends or whatnot and eventually got remarried and then she's with them and they're, I don't know who you're with. We have to talk, you know? So it's almost like, how, how are you? Who were you around? Did anybody touch you? Like the conversations that parents should have anyway, but I think I was a little overzealous with it. Mm. Um, and it recently came up. Um, I had a slumber party. My daughter turned 10 and I had a slumber party for her. My mom never really let me and my sister go to slumber parties when I was younger. Um, But I had a slumber party for her and several of the mothers called me and said, hey, we really, our daughter, you know, my daughter is begging to come to Zion's party, you know, um, but I'm just, who's gonna be at your house? That was the first question, you know, I don't really know you. I wanted to call you. I said, well, you should call me anyway. You know, that, that, that contact should be made anyway. I said, but, but let's talk about it. I said, your daughter's going to be safe because I've, I experienced certain things when I was a child. I wouldn't want you or your daughter to experience that either. And they said, you know what? You get it because that happened to me too. Wow. And so um, they, and they said, you know, I've never let her, you know, go anywhere. I've never let her spend a night over anybody's house because I was, and it opened up a conversation between grown women who were literally sheltering their daughters and keeping them from experiences for protection. And of course you should protect your child, but I think sometimes we can be too over like, you know, helicopter parenting, for sure. you know? Wow. Um, and, 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 and I really had to do some self-reflection when I had my son, 
because when I had my son outside of, you know, a, a couple of, of men in my family, some of my uncles and my husband, I realized that there had been a track record of men failing me through my life, or at least me feeling like men had failed me, mm. you know? Whether it was, you know, things that happened during my first marriage, whether it was happening with my biological father, just a track record. And I realized that, you know, when my son was acting up or when he was acting in certain ways, like like um, doing things that normal kids do, but I was seeing it a certain way. I said, I can't do, I cannot project subconscious things onto my son. I have to raise him up to be healthy and I have to heal those parts of myself. And it even took over into my coaching and how I interacted with male clients, you know, um, with with making sure that I was healing those those hidden parts of myself so that I could be totally whole and and unbiased wow. in, in how I related. I, I got it. Yeah, we can clap it up for the transparency. But to find out, like, like to be able to track back what you're doing here and say, yo, I'm tripping based on what what I experienced. Did anybody else have uh, any memories of, you know, any issues that you went through that you're projecting on your child? I had to be intentional. Uh, you know, you got, you get, it's spankings, whoopings, and beatings. You feel me? It's like some people got a spanking, some got a whooping and some got a beating. And, um, you know, I got a lot of beatings when I was young. And so when I had my, my daughter and my son, I realized a lot of times my mom, she had me when she was 16. So she was young, trying to figure it out. Um, and then the pressure of work and everything else. And then you got a little kid like me running around with a hot top face, super hyper, and you know what I'm saying, getting in trouble. Sometimes it comes from frustration. So the most high told me like, hey, watch it. If you do discipline your son, you do discipline your daughter, like make sure you don't do it while you're angry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you don't do it while you're upset. Try to find some alternate ways. Mm -hmm. Even though I feel like you tapping that little leg one time, it hit a little different than taking something from you. But even with my daughter, when she got to like five or four, I was like, all right, no more spankings. I'm just going to start taking stuff from you, mm -hmm. which break her heart even more because she gangster. <laughs> but I just realized like I, what I need to not do. And my mom, it's crazy. My mom hit me when I was in college in tears, she watched the episode from Oprah and was like, I just realized that was child abuse. I was like, oh, no, mom, ain't nobody tripping, you know what I'm saying? She was like, no, 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 no. That was child abuse. I was like, oh, it was. I just didn't want you to feel bad. <laughs> like, for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I just know as a parent now, I'm intentional, like, okay, I'm upset, so I'm not even gonna talk to you right now. Because mm -hmm. I mess around and raise my voice and show my daughter some aggression that I wouldn't want no other man. Mm -hmm. So I'm even past like spanking. I don't even do that no more. But now if I'm upset with you, go to your room. I caught myself, can I keep it 100? Y'all gonna judge me? Mm -hmm. I, told, I told my daughter the other day, I was so angry at her. I was like, if you was a boy, I'd knock your head off. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from Black Voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black Voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. I was like, go to your room. Then uh, later, I, I, I apologize. No, 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 no. I did you apologize? Oh, yeah, for sure. And she got it, though. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I was just, but she know I don't spank her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I was letting her know, like, if you was a boy, but God was like, no, you wouldn't. I was like, I would, but I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just learning through my past traumas. Sure. When I was young, I'm learning. If I'm upset, I'm not gonna deal with it discipline. Mm-hmm. I might tell you, take your butt to your room, I'll deal with you later, but I'm definitely not going to spank or whip you, period. Or if I do do that, I'm gonna make sure I'm not doing it while I'm upset. Yeah. Does that make sense? That brings up a good question I got for Ramon, because your oldest is how old? 26. 26. Still whooping, just what you're gonna ask? <laughs> well, you gotta, your oldest is 26, your youngest is what? Six. See, mm-hmm. six, it seems like the things you were doing with your 26-year-old, mm-hmm was okay, but you're going to jail for the same thing. <laughs> right. 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 So in right. terms of parenting style, uh, across you know a 20-year span, how have you had to adjust? And what do you see in terms of the world in terms of disciplining children? So, so my parents, so my lifestyle has been amazing all my life. I'm a, it's good and bad amazing. But most of my dad and my mom didn't believe in spankings. My grandmother didn't spank boys. And if anybody old school, you know, boys couldn't do wrong in the grandmother's eyes. So it was the girls that always got it. So I, I really didn't believe in like spankings. You know, have they got it before? Yes. So I think my parenting style hasn't changed much. It's my lifestyle has changed over the past six or seven years. Over the past 12 months has changed dramatically because I've now started to say like wanting to live. So me, if, if I can talk about the first question, and I'm gonna bring it to that question. As a kid, um, we lost a lot of people, whether it be going to prison, whether it be murders. So I, I was a person that like, my defense mechanism was, I didn't let people get close to me. But then when I started having kids, I wanted to be really close to them because I didn't want them to ever have that feeling of somebody like leaving. So I had to make those adjustments and I'm just now making it as they get older because they're like, you don't have to go here, dad. We don't need you here, dad. And I'm like, wow, I really don't have to be there. So I think balancing those for me has been something that I've had to deal with and and letting the girls go to college is a whole nother animal. So, um, but as far as discipline style, my discipline style hasn't changed. I raise my voice, I think to make it work, but it doesn't work with two of them. It only works (laughs) with three of them. Like two of them will look at me like- What do you mean? What do you mean? Explain it. One daughter, I can raise my voice and she'll cry. Mm. It works. 
one daughter, if I raise my voice, she'll be like, okay, I, what? And you can't do anything to her. So it's kind of, you have to learn each child is different. And I've totally learned that each child take, that six-year-old, we don't know yet. It's, we ain't figured it out yet with him, right? Cause he is like brilliant. He's all of them in one. And he tells them on us, on me. So, you know, I think his discipline is now no iPad, no, no basketball. He hates that. No outside. He hates that. But the rest of them, each one is different. So it hasn't changed much. I've changed, you know what I mean? Because I have to learn that wet work for 26. He's like the perfect kid and a perfect, like even now, he's like the best child ever. And as, I think as I got older, something started happening and the kids <laughs> so you know the parenting style has changed based upon the kids making me change it gotcha and you have how many four you got four what's the what's the oldest youngest our oldest is 10, ten. the youngest is two and a half give me your differences and how you learned the differences between them all there are they are definitely different people and i think i approach all of them with this thought when i get older these are going to be my best friends hmm. right and so Hold on, I, you approach your parenting style is when they get older, they'll all be my best friends. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Does that, that backfire though? Because I looked at my mom. We're, we're her best friends. We're the ones that she speaks to every single day. Mm. We're the ones that she, you know, we're around her. We're taking care of her. I want you to be happy taking care of me. Right. I'm just thinking That's me in the old people's home. Word. So yeah. I raised them like, hey, I want to be around this woman when I get older. But if they're best friend, how do you create the line between best friend and disciplinarian? Oh, see, that's the point. Right now, they're still guiding them. So I don't look at them as, for me, I look at my position as guidance. I want you to figure you out. You have to set your own boundaries because I feel like one day I'm not going to be here. Mm. Right? I don't want you to look to me to police you for everything. You have to have guidance. There has to be rules. Their boundaries, and if you cross them, there are consequences. But I'm not going to be always there. So you have to, you know, learn how to figure things out. So I look at myself as a guide, right? And I look at these people as, hey, I'm raising them. I've been gifted the opportunity to guide them. And one day when I get old, these are going to be the people that take care of me. For sure. So a lot of the times I try to figure them out, right? Because when they were born, I'm like, yeah, I'm committing myself to you. I don't know you. <laughs> I, mean, I agreed to take care of you and provide for you. I don't even know if I like you, right? And so I'm investing time to build and mold you into someone I'm going to like. And some days I don't like what you do, but I love you. And so that's one of the things that I'm always telling them like, hey, mommy's not a fan of what you did, but she loves you, right? Mm. I will always love you. But right now, I don't like what you did, right? Okay. So my son, Alexander, he is our miracle baby. I've told you about him. He was born at 27 weeks. He was one pound, 15 ounces. Mm. And for a long time, Alexander used that miracle baby thing to his advantage. He was <laughs> like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. He's smart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's a thinker. Yeah. He's very much so. And he, t he tip, he toes, and he's nothing like his sister, Alexandria, who is like perfect. Like he said, the oldest one follows all the rules, does all the things. And he's like, no, I'm going to try to sweet talk you out of everything, you know. And so just learning all his cues and all the different things, because disciplining him is totally different from disciplining her. Like you could spank him and he'll be like, OK, so I don't spank. I'm like, no, daddy wants to spank you. That's his business. But I don't spank because that's another thing. I don't want to break you. 
Mm. I don't want to break. I, I look at you as someone's future husband. Why am I beating up someone's future husband? I want to raise you and you want to be a king. And I want to, I want that to be instilled in you. So I don't believe in really spanking you, but I will take away things. What happened to the spare the ride, spoil the child thing? Y'all don't believe in that no more? Take away the right. iPad. <laughs> take away, so the iPad is... I, I, I think, I think biblically, like, I think it's a certain age. Mm-hmm. So like my son Jackson, he three. So I can say, I'm gonna take this and take, that's not quite clear. Not registering yet. But yeah. when I tap that little left cheek, <laughs> it hit different, <laughs> right? right? So now he know, don't touch it. Bruh, don't touch the iron, it's hot. Like he right. know, you touch it, it's like, oh, let me not touch that no more. Yeah. So I think at those younger ages, that's where it's at, so that you don't have these kids in the, in the grocery store on the floor, you know, throwing temper tantrums yeah. and embarrassing you. It's like, okay, while you're young, I'm gonna check you. Then when you get to you know four you know four or five years old like you know now what it is and don't get it twisted right like that my spoon still works mm-hmm. right and it also says spare the rod spoil the child not spare your hand so I also think for those who do subscribe to spanking like don't use your hand right because it's it's from you so I got like a little wooden spoon you know what I'm saying I tap his little leg mm-hmm. I ain't telling y'all how to it is something when you use your hand versus like a spoon or whatever. But I think when it's younger, maybe that's where that comes in uh, for sure, because it is in the word. Yeah. I wish my two and a half year old don't even go for that either. He like, really? yes, he's like, he actually, he speaks back. He's like, no, and you're like, Asher, go do this. He's like, no. And we're like, okay, no TV. Okay, I'm gonna go do it. Mm. Oh, Yo, so do y'all, yeah, <laughs> here's, here's my challenge. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you all, cause you have uh, young children. How, how old's your child, Michaela's? Michaela's 21, 21. Maya's three and a half. Maya's three and a half. Um, I, the best way to get the child to calm down is to give them an iPad or a phone. Oh, y'all judging me? Oh, y'all judging me? In this new age era, it's a heavy iPad generation what? right now. Coco Lemon? No, David. Yo, I, I can't. Coco I can't Mellon. watch it anymore. Coco Melon? Oh my gosh! Coco Melon, look, Coco Melon, elbow. She's an elbow fan. But you like if if she's doing the most. So y'all don't do, y'all don't give y'all don't give the iPad stuff to calm down. I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I think it's different. As you ask the question from 26 to right, your oldest being 20, you have a how old 26. My oldest is 10. 10. Yeah, but iPads didn't exist, right? We had like mm-hmm. Atari 2600s back in the day, <laughs> or something like that. So to take a car from me wasn't as big as taking an iPad, where I could control everything. I mean, kids know how to take pictures; they can get into all the stuff. They know your code. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I tried to do differently was I think we can't avoid, even if it's not beating our kids, um, is saying no. Like, yep. by the time kids start school, they've already been through 5,000 no's, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so they, they're used to and conditioned to hearing no, 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 no. And we want them to win, right? We're telling them all these things they could be, but we had to tell them, don't touch that, leave that alone. Turn your phone off, do this, do that. And so I tried to instill in Michaela growing up Yes, I tried to find reasons to say yes. Mm-hmm. Right, I always tried to to find reasons to praise her. Give me an example. Give me an example. Um, of you want to, you don't want them to do something, but you don't want to say don't do that. So there's a book that I read called Well Done, 
right? And in the book, it talks about how they train whales at SeaWorld, right? And how do you discipline a whale? You don't, right? You just kind of not pay attention to it and let it do it. But you praise when it does something positive. So if she was doing something that she shouldn't do, I would kind of let it go, you know, until I had to correct it. I tried not to say no so often. Uh, but if she made her bed, and she really did make her bed, but she attempted to make her bed. And I would say, baby, you did such a great job. Like that right. was so good. The next morning, guess what she was doing? Daddy, come look how I made my bed. Yep, that's how so my that's how I started is. to really, you know, build the positivity and that energy. Mm -hmm. and, and so she went, we all want praise, yeah. right? Right? So, and recognition. So I really tried to instill that in her. Maya's different. If I tell her don't touch the book, she gonna look at me, touch the book, grab the book, see how far she can go. She, she, <laughs> she's definitely a different So how do, you, how do you do that without saying no? And cause it's, cause that's a really good philosophy though. I like You it. know, I I have a similar kind of parenting style and my, and my sister had to kind of get me into this because I was the one like, stop, no, don't do that. Like I'm one of those people and my daughter now, she, she would be scared to touch anything and she's like, Look, mommy, I'm not going to touch it because I know you said if I <laughs> oh, touch wow. a knife, I'm going to cut myself and go to the hospital. And I'm like, I'm a little bit too much of an extremist here. Mm -hmm. So I'm scared her straight. But for example, when my daughter was in her terrible twos slash threes, because, you know, that thing stretch out a little past two. She would she was in her artsy phase and, you know, beautiful thing. But then she started drawing all over the walls. Mm. She started. I mean, drawing on the walls, permanent finding permanent marker drawing on the walls and the inner me was like about to scream. Then I was like, oh my God, Ava, this is the most amazing portrait. Let me show you exactly where you should put it though, because on this wall, you're not gonna be able to show everybody. Everyone can't come over. So let's, let's do it on a piece of paper next time. Yeah. And kind of instead of yelling at her, and then I had her help me wash the wall at that mm -hmm. age. Like, let's kind of clean it off and let's do it again over here and I'll help you this time. And I had to, because like you said, I've learned just even, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, me and my daughter, she talks like she's an adult. She can have a full-blown conversation with you like she is a grown teenager, for real. And I'm always posting our text conversations because it's hilarious. And because people are like, how old is your daughter again? Because she talks, like we talk like two homegirls sometimes. And I realized like, especially as a black woman, um, you're always silenced. You're always told to be quiet. You're always, you know, all these things you're told to be a certain way. But then, like you said, how do they go into the real world and feel okay to speak out, feel okay to stand up for themselves, feel okay to express how they feel? Black men can't express how they feel because they're told if you're crying as a boy, stop doing that. You're a boy, you're a man. You know, we have to get out of that. The culture, especially the black culture, we got to get out of doing that to our children. So. Like for me and my daughter, I'd like her to have a little sass. I like her to have a little, you know, tell me how you feel. Like I'm now I'm gonna check you. Like you said, I, now if you if you step out of line, I'm gonna check you, but I do it in a way where I really explain to her why this is a problem. Not just, you know, as kids growing up, when you go back to trauma, it's just you getting whoopings for things that you don't even know really what you did wrong. Like I remember I got the worst whooping in my life because I my, you know, older siblings, they they coerce you to do things because they know you're going to get in trouble when I'm the baby of four. So they my, my sisters are telling me, go to mom and dad and say, she, 
And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so I'm like four or five. I go say it, they set me up and I'm getting my block knocked off. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm in the world like, wait, I'm listening to my big sisters because I'm thinking they're, you know, they're almost like the next best thing after God to me because I'm looking up to them. They're telling me what to do, but they're trying to be funny as siblings and they're just wanting to see me get in trouble. And then my parents are just, going to what they know because our parents definitely was getting whooped with no questions asked. Mm. So they're just doing, like you said, the trauma thing. They, they're going back to what they know, instantly whoop me, put me on punishment. And now I'm sitting here locked up with, with a sore butt. Like, what did I even do wrong? I don't understand. And I never got the explanation. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It wasn't until I became older, like you said with your daughter, you That's know, deep, you'll kind of explain to her, you know, or say sorry afterwards. What's, what sign are you? I'm, I'm interested in knowing uh, when's August, your birthday. I guess that's Leo. Okay. Yeah. Early August though. August 22nd. Okay. You know you yeah you're a Leo slash Virgo type, but my dad's a Cancer. Cancers have a little more emotions in them, and my dad would, it's a house full of girls, so he would like the man in him is like, y'all tripping. He wanna like whoop us, but then he would like snap back like I'm so sorry. Like I like have real <laughs> sit downs with us. Like I didn't mean it. And when he did that, I appreciated it because you felt like seen, heard, and you know, okay, they made him, they are okay with saying they made a mistake as a parent. And now as a parent, now I get why my parents did a lot. Of, a lot of things I didn't like that my parents did when I was a kid and I'll be mad about or upset about. Now I'm like, I get it. Uh, and I and I forgive you. And you know, like you go back to your parents and say, I, I forgive you for whatever I was upset about because now I'm a mom. And I get what you were going through, raising multiple kids, you know, trying to work, trying to do all these things. But yeah, that was really a deep a point that you said, like we're disciplining kids and they don't even know what they did. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just trauma. Like mm -hmm. what is happening right. here? Yeah, Why it's, am and I... it continues on and on. And, it, and we keep going generation after generation because that's just instantly what we know to do is discipline them. But it's like, does that actually correct the mistake? Yeah. I use them as teachable moments personally. Like I, I've spanked my children 
And depending on what they do, I might still pop them. Like it was just last week, my son decided he just wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he was rolling on the floor in class and crawling under the table. Like, no, you got to pop for that. <laughs> like, like, you know better, you know? However, he did it again the next day. He did it again the day after that. Popping you isn't working. Let's talk about it. So we began to actually talk about emotions. So I realized recently, you know, even when children fall short, they're, they're, they're learning and they're growing. And we have to use those, use those as opportunities for teachable moments. You're getting upset, something's making you upset and you don't know how to control or express your emotions. So let's talk about it. What's, what happened? Jair, what happened? Who made you upset? Who did what? Somebody said something to you and it made you feel this way. So then we talk about feelings. We talk about, you know, not controlling other people, controlling yourself. We, um, I purchased a book for my daughter probably in the summer and I actually sat there and started reading it to him. It was about understanding your feelings. And I didn't know if he would register, if it, if it would register with him because he was six. Uh, well, because he is six, but we would read it at, I, was I would just read it at dinner time, read aloud. Zion, you sit there, Jair, sit here. We're gonna read this, I'm gonna read this chapter to you. You guys let me know how you feel about it. I read to them and he was giving me feedback. Yeah, you know, I get my, my power. You know, I, I, what do you say? I get my, um, he said, he, he used uh, adjectives like I turn red or I get, I get powered, you know, and he used that to express that he was angry mm -hmm. or mad. So yes, this is your power, but you, when you get mad at someone else, you're letting them take your power, mm -hmm. you know? So just having those conversations and even I'm with my daughter, she's 10 now. Zion, you have to turn your phone off, turn your tablet off, X, Y, and Z before bed. So I go up one night, she's in bed, she's supposed to be in bed. So I go <laughs> into her room, she in there with the lights off on that tablet playing Roblox. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Roblox, everybody. Roblox, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like 10 30 at night. Yeah. Oh, she was chilling. She was she had her little lo-fi music on, yeah. had a light out. I thought she was asleep. Oh, a total vibe. <laughs> and she in there, I turned the light on. She was like, Zion, give me the tablet. You know. But we had a conversation. Zion, do you want to have a great relationship? Right? Do you want us to, you want to trust me, you want me to trust you, right? But let's talk about defiance, you know? Let's talk about integrity, having character, doing the, doing the thing that you're supposed to do, even when no one is looking. So it's an opportunity to instill morals and guidance and also let them know, hey, this is a relationship and you have a part to play in this relationship and you're contributing to this relationship too by the things that you do and the things that you don't do, sure, you know? Sure. So I, I have tried to migrate away from using spanking as much to using those as opportunities for teachable moments because if they don't learn, if we don't teach them, then they're gonna become adults who don't know. That's a fact. And then they go into their own relationships not being able to communicate sure. and not being able to sustain relationships. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna um, kind of change gears a little bit because in my head, and before I was asked, before I asked the question, I'm trying to think of my own scenario. 
but what percentage of your time, energy, and attention, out of all the things you have, do you give to your children specifically? Because we have a business, you got a bunch of businesses you run, and I'm sure y'all got a lot of properties and all the stuff that y'all got going on. Like what percentage would you say of your time, energy, and attention do you give to your kids? And then there's another dynamic of giving something to your kids and your spouse or significant other, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then I would imagine that a lot of, a big chunk of it is business and the dream and going after it. So I like to hear from everybody, and we'll start with Ramon, if you can kind of quantify. Hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna give you differences when you talk about that 20 year span. For sure. Right? Um, I started in the industry at 19. And when my oldest son was born, I guess I was 21. So my life was different. Like my lifestyle, I was a 21 year old that was like really, really focused on always going to get some money. So now he would always be with me. Like they joke about it. My friends joke, they'll say, I remember when he was this small, he would be on sites or he would be wherever, whatever business I had, he, they would be there. So I've always had him with me, but cause I used to equate where they're with me. So I'm spending time with them. As I've, as they, as I've gotten older, I understand I got to shut the phone off for a minute. I got to, you know, when it's all of them at home, it was a little bit different. So it was more time with them, but it was trying to divide it up. So if I had to quantify, I think with the youngest, youngest one, he's getting more quality time only because all of them are not at home. Gotcha. So, so you're I, saying you had to, like you'd be doing business, but your child is with you. Yeah. And you're saying, even though the child wasn't with me, I wasn't with them? Most of the time, you know, cause if you're on the phone yes. and they're there, if mm. if you are, um, I guess I'm teaching you, they're learning, but you're not really there with them. You're not, as they say that you, you're not present, even though I'm there, I wasn't present all the time. Mm. And that's something that I've learned with the past couple of kids. The girls, I spent more, cause they're girls, I can say my time was 20, 25% of the time where I'm really like locked in with the girls. With the boys, I'm like, go outside and play. Mm. You know, and that's one of those things, like she said, we got to change some of the things in the culture. Uh, I'm more intentional about the younger boys um, being like there with them. Yeah. Like, you know, when I'm there, cut the phone off. When I'm, or go put it on the charger and just walk away and then sit in the room with them. If, even if it means we're just going to watch the game for two hours. So I think trying to quantify it is tough, but I know that as I've gotten older, my time, and I'm going to say the quality of my time with them has gotten better. Gotcha. And I want to I go to Mike, um, because you bring your daughter everywhere. You travel with your daughter. So same question to you. Yeah, it's different because I worked from home too. So I, I was a mailman at first where I worked 80 hours a week. So I had no time. When Michaela was born, I just launched into entrepreneurship. So it was different and then, you know, went through a divorce. And I think it was different for me because I grew up without a father, too. So having a girl and growing up without a father and hearing the situations and knowing the statistics and situations that that occur. Like I was the father that all the kids that they, they came to my house. Michaela wasn't going to anybody's house. If she see it, she's like, yep, I couldn't go nowhere. So I was the vice chair on the board of directors at the Christian school she attended. She traveled with me from the time she was in the crib. She was on stage with me everywhere. If I was, you know, in a publication, she's she's right there with me. So she kind of grew up with me always being there. I took her to school. I took her to dance. I picked her up. So I was always there and always involved. Uh, so it was it was different. 
I would say because of that, but it was because my father wasn't there that I wanted to give uh, my daughter as much time as I possibly could. And so much so that it didn't matter if it, it, I know it cost me millions. I still made millions, but it cost me millions. And I'm okay with that because it really didn't cost me anything because of who she has become. You're saying it costs you money because you're taking time away from your business to be with her. Well, folks would say, hey, you need to get a nanny. Hey, you should do this. So, I mean, there were times my sister traveled with me uh, or so that I could go and speak and do things I did, or my mom traveled. Um, But, you know, being in the industry, a man having built their organization of hundreds of thousands of people, your time is, you're always on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on every different time zone. Uh, but I had a situation that occurred and this kind of shaped it. Uh, she was, Michaela was like two years old. She jumped in the truck, you know, the truck, you have DVD player, you know, so I could put that on. She throw the ears on. I can just make my calls. But instead she wanted to talk. And so she's talking to me and I have a call coming through and I heard her say, I hear, I still hear it so clearly 20 years later, almost 20 years later, she said, daddy's always so busy. Mm. And I could feel how she said it. Mm. From that moment on, that was never the case, mm. right? I mean, she was two. So, I mean, she jokes, Dad, you go on more field trips than I did. Like, I really, <laughs> but I never said no to her. So going back to that same philosophy, if it was playing with, with baby dolls, if it was, I don't care how tired I was, I was going to give her that time because I needed her to see what she deserves. And, and mm. she couldn't quantify the money or the lifestyle. And I couldn't send her outside. I grew up in the hood, so we always just went outside. We live, you know, we don't have any neighbors, right? We didn't have any neighbors, so people had to come over. So I had to give her that time, and I was intentional about giving her that time. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that's a topic of conversation of, um, like, where do... So what what would you, like, percentage-wise, now, now, because... Now she's a senior in college. So but with, with Maya, three and a half, uh, yeah. I mean, through the pandemic, if you watch me on social media, she, mm-hmm. you, you see her. She just, <laughs> every Zoom call, she running through. But because I think that's the life that we all live, mm-hmm. it's acceptable. Like you just, you incorporate your kids in what you do. If you yeah. don't, then what are you doing it for? You can't, you, know, you can't project that you're doing something or building something for our kids, for our family, but then not spend time with them because they go out doing something, you know, it, it, yeah. Yeah, then who well, are you, you really? Why yeah. you gotta be so yeah. loud, bro? Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm pa- I get, you know I get passionate about, about that type of topic, but yeah. Um, Andrea. Um, I think some of what you're saying is probably, uh, the percentage wise, I will say a solid 35% dedicated to my daughter. I had a similar incident with one, actually I had two, one the other day, which just had me shook. So now I'm like on edge, but when she was a kid, she would always say, you're always on your phone, you're always on your phone. But again, I had started my business and got pregnant maybe a couple months later. So I was two birth- birthing two babies at the exact same time. So she was the mascot of our business. She came to every meeting. Like I said, I, I built a business where as my children can come to meetings, my children, they- they're accepted. And people have to understand that about me. Like if this is a problem, I totally respect it, but hey, it's not for me because I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm a mom, I always said, I'm a mom, but so I, I've always like, because I am the type of person who am on the phone, I'm on the phone, I'm on calls all day, I'm on 30 different time zones like you, because I have clients in LA, I have clients who are in China. I'm like, damn, I can't, you know, I'm trying to juggle it, but also pay attention. I'm here with her, we're at the park, but I'm on, I'm on a Zoom, I'm not paying attention. So I had to literally, for me, set a thousand alarms in my phone that literally stopped me in my tracks from what I'm doing. Ava, story time. 
Ava this, Ava that, because literally I'm always on my phone. So if I'm sending an email and it comes through, I'm like, all right, put it down. Andrea, you have to dedicate 30 minutes to an hour. Let's do this, let's do that. And I was in a good routine with it. Baby number two came, you know, I'm still in postpartum phase, I'm three months in, so we're still getting to it. But you know, the other day I was literally, I'm breastfeeding mom, I'm feeding my son. I'm sending an email over his head while he's literally feeding off me. My daughter's, I just made her dinner, so she's eating her spaghetti right here. And I'm doing this, and my daughter thinks my son is her child. She checks me every day about him, like, for real. So he kind of fell off of me, not off me, but like, he wasn't on my chest anymore. It's kind of graphic, but whatever. We're all parents here. (laughs) And he's in my lap, and I'm still on my email, because I'm like, shit, this gotta go through now. I'm sorry, darn, this gotta go through now. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket and in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th 
in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. And don't forget to use promo code BIGDEAL. And so I'm sitting, I'm, ty- I'm typing it, and she's, he starts crying, and I'm like almost finished, like, come on, hurry up. And my daughter goes, Mom, he's important. Mm. And I was like, and I literally like did not touch my phone. I, I closed my laptop, everything was done for the rest of the day. And I had to sit there, and I almost cried, and I was like, Ava, I'm so sorry. Y'all are the most important thing to me, and I cannot believe you just said that to me. Like, cause, wow. And it's my fault, because I made you feel for in that moment like I didn't care, because it was, she's like, Work and work and wait. And she's only about to be seven. And I'm like, for her to say that to me, I was like, I have to take a step back. Like, because we're always on go. And as entrepreneurs, you're chasing the next thing. Like, you can't really chill. That's how we all think. Because if we chill, then your business could just flatline or whatever. We always think there's something else to get. So we are always on the constant go. But I realized, like I said, some things, if it's just not for me, it's not for me. If they can't respect it, after 7 p.m., I can't be working right now. I, this is time with my family. That's what I had to learn how to do. And like I said, I started to see myself go back into that grind mode. And then literally, it was maybe three days ago. And I was just like, Damn. oh my goodness, this is this just hit a home and I'm back at it. So I have to stop. And I was telling her, you know, I've just started getting a nanny because as a mom, you feel guilty asking for help, you know? you feel almost inadequate or like, you know, it's just that natural mom guilt of, I should not have to get a nanny. I should not have to get help. Like I should be here for my children. But at the end of the day, it's not 1950s anymore. Women are working, women are entrepreneurs, women are are bosses. We're bringing home just as much, if not more than men sometimes in households. So we have to respect our, you know, our careers have to be respected on the same degree as the man of the house. So. You just have to really figure out how to how to balance it all. But, you know, your, your kids really come first. And I really had to check myself about it. So I'm at 35, but I'm, I'm, I'm working to get at 50. <laughs> See, I, I have a good portion of the time with my baby when I'm home, though. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can, because I'm out for, no, I, I pretty much get home about 4 or 5 o'clock pretty much every day. Um, but I think... I got to figure out that balance of maybe bringing my baby with me. My biggest fear is I'm driving and she's crying in the back while I'm driving. And I'm maybe 15 minutes away from my destination. And that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm taking my We've baby. We've all been there oh, that's before. Coming. Look. Yeah, you haven't experienced <laughs> that yet. Yeah, yeah, that's coming. Yeah. I have. It's definitely happening. It's definitely happening. Right? Yeah, I used to be so driving with one hand and the other hand. With a bottle in the back. With a hand in the back. Yeah, well, I want just, just period. Because you, you can make a choice to travel the country for six days, then come back. Like, there's a choice, right? It's not like we have to go get the money, right? It's a choice. But what would be your percentage-wise, period? So when I'm home, so, you know, for me, right before the pandemic hit, I was leaving and I was about to head to the airport and Jackson grabbed my leg and said, Daddy, don't leave me. Mm. And when he... The way he said it, it was so dramatic. I was like, bro, it just messed me up. And he was like okay. holding my leg. Where do you think he's getting that from? Because I was I was traveling a lot. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And so I knew then. I hit Ab on the way to the on the way to the airport when they dropped me off. I said, "Hey, um, price went up." You know, everybody was talking about the Fat Joe yesterday mm. price, but I really meant that. Like, I'll do virtual, but if you're gonna take me for my family, it's gonna be worth it. And then my wife was like, "How about you start traveling with Jewel?" So now maybe twice a month she'll travel with me and fly with me. That's all another situation because she hella spoiled. And we had <laughs> we went to Wyoming. They were first class, and she's like, "Daddy." What, what happened? <laughs> like, I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, they don't really have it on this plane. You know, sometimes you go on smaller right, planes. Yeah. She's just like, what do you mean they don't have it? What are we going to do? I was like, oh my God. I'm going to take, you to, a, I'm take you to a soup kitchen. You know what I'm saying? But, but when I'm home, um, I had a similar situation, you know, because it's like I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And Jackson's like, daddy, daddy. And Jewel's like, daddy. Uh, Jackson talking to you, and I was just like, man, like, let me put my phone down. So I started utilizing the ministry of Do Not Disturb earlier mm-hmm. and really try to wrap all my work up by like four or five o'clock and then just really be more disciplined. Really, for me, it's discipline. Just put my phone down and I got a whole team if they need it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And really be kind of tapped in with the family. So when they wake up, you know, it's a little bit of time we have with them. You know what I'm saying? We get them ready. We have our family prayer and then out the door when they come home, I really try to be work free yeah. and I can tap in with them. I got systems in place. Um, the nanny is a game changer. We've been blessed with Miss Katie, who cooks, cleans, oh picks God, them man. up from school. Tell like me, you she like handling it. everything, <laughs> and it's a blessing. And I had to free my wife up from that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should be me. I'm like, I feel you, boo. But we got six streams of income, mm-hmm. and we got four different companies. So the average person can't make you feel a certain way because they might have one job and probably working for somebody. Mm-hmm. You got five. Stop playing. This is what you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not superwoman. As much as we are amazing, supermen, superwomen, you can't do it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you got to bring on some help, it don't even make sense. I said, look at whole girl like she a, a, a sister or something. Yeah. And so I try to put in as much time as I can with the kids. After we eat dinner, I put phones down. We locked in. We eat. We play. We wrestle. Bath time. Story time. I let them do their thing. So I really try when they're around me not to do no work. Right. Uh, but that's where a lot of discipline kicks in. It's yeah. hard, though. It's hard. So what percentage of your life do you spend with your kids? Let's so say, not even just yeah. when I'm moving and traveling. Just period. Um, I probably say when they tapped in at home, probably 80%. Yeah. But they go to school now. For sure. oh, so yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. So that's why I, I have to take that part out because it wouldn't be fair. Right. So you try you try to just get all your work done while they're at school so yes. that before and after yes. is daddy And time. if they go to the playroom to play, I'm trapping from my phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm right back on the phone, right back on the... You know what I'm saying? But when they around me, I try to be right there locked in. Gotcha. And yesterday, my one thing real quick, yesterday we I, I, I had a virtual gig. And when I got done, my daughter was like, okay, daddy, we, we playing Candyland? And I'm like, boo, I'm really trying to soak in some Epsom salt. <laughs> that how yoga took me out. I can't do it, boo. And she was like, okay, I understand. And I was like, oh, no, come on, Candyland, let's go. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Because I see her face. But she was like, I understand. But I was like, the disappointment, I was like, yo, I got to do better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she was up here patiently waiting while I was in that virtual gig, you know what I'm saying? And she was looking forward to it, like those moments matter. Mm-hmm. And then after we played once or twice, she's like, okay. I was like, no, let's play some more. Yeah. I was like, let's stay in this place because you deserve it. Ooh. So I'm still trying to figure it out. I like that. Just, Kendra, talk to me about your, the balance between life, business, babies. I got a nanny, David. <laughs> 
You got a name? <laughs> that's, okay. that's the answer. No, that's not the answer for everything. No, we did. We invested in the nanny because I had that superwoman syndrome. I can take care of everything. I could do everything. And I said, no, we need to bring on another team player. And she's the best thing ever. Yeah, the kids yes. love her. Okay. They with her right now living their best life. They so in terms of this particular conversation, the nanny, they'll help you in terms of like freeing you up to do stuff. But do you ever get so reliant on the nanny that you get in a cycle where you're just working and the nanny got it? Mm. And you ever get lost in your work? And I think we're intentional about certain things. So I make sure breakfast, that's mommy. That's all mommy. Breakfast, dropping you off to school. Um, we do that. Dinner, we do together. Right. So she does the pickup. She takes them to tutoring, you know, things like that. But for the most part, we keep certain things consistent with as a family unit. And I think for me, what really brought it home was my daughter the other day said to me, she goes, how much money is in your bank account? I was like, excuse me, what do you need me to buy? Like, What is this? She's like, no, 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 no. I just want to know because we need to see a return on this investment in mm, time that you're mm, taking. Mm. Uh, you're taking time to work. Oh, it needs up. to reflect in the bank account. Wow. And I was like, sis, mm. it's there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. She was like, no, I'm serious, mommy. She's like, when you're not around and you're not with us, if you're working, you need to be working and it yeah. needs to show. And then oh. my son is even worse. He's like, what did we do today at brandprotector.com? How were the employees? <laughs> is everyone happy? Did, how is Caitlin? Like he knows their name. And so like he's invested in it, right? And then it made me think, you know, they understand what I'm doing and they also want to see like, hey, there needs to be some projections. And I also want them to see though, here's the other thing. Not only do I want to have them celebrate and have the success, but I also want them to see, you know, when things aren't great. So I've also started to have conversations with them to say, okay, this is what happened today. It was not a great day. We didn't close on this, but we keep moving forward. So I, I saw it as a moment to, yeah, I want you to see what I'm investing, but I also want you to see the journey of it. I don't need you to be a lawyer. I don't need you to be an entrepreneur, but I want you to understand that life is not always going to be up. They're going to be ups and downs, up and down. And same thing, when I'm with them, I'm intentional about being 100% with them. I know we've had a call once when David is like, okay, I really need to talk to you. I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't have a nanny. I have all three kids all right, right. and the dog is barking. So <laughs> if you really want this call, I could give you five minutes, but just know it's crazy right now, you know, because normally I'm with them. My phone lives on do not disturb always. And I think for me, that allows me to control my time set boundaries so if I need to make that time for them I'm always there just like yesterday I went to drop the youngest off to school and they were like oh we're having a fun run I'm like okay I'm gonna hang out and see it and he was so excited to watch me watch him run around in a circle and I was like hey I'm here <laughs> but I was a hundred percent there I wasn't like I'm gonna have a miss a meeting or nothing yeah. so I set time for them and that's their time whatever yeah. it is that they have going on and whether it's just dropping them off to school picking them up whatever the case may be that's their time gotcha. but they also respect my work time too for sure for sure and I, and I, I would imagine you've had to train them to respect that time, right? Oh, yes, yes. During the pandemic, it was very hard when they want to just walk in and, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? We all home today. And it's like, no, we're not all home. <laughs> I think the pandemic was a game changer for yeah. all yeah. 
parents across the world. Sure. <laughs> like sure. that was a testament. Yeah, they cut patience. off their Wi-Fi and go out. Yeah, they like, yeah. oh, it's break time. No, it's not. No, turn back on Comcast. <laughs> My son used to log himself out of Zoom. I'm like, what are you doing? Your teacher's still talking. No, I need a break. It's too much. <laughs> like, yeah. So it definitely yeah. changed things. But I think for me, I also understand that they get burnout from their routines and their schedules. And flexibility is important to me as a parent. Gotcha. So being flexible with them. Today, the youngest didn't want to get dressed for school. Okay, no problem. You ain't going to school today. I'm not going to fight with you. That's all I knew. I ain't going to lie to you. He's two and a half. I mean, he's right. going to school to do what, really? <laughs> I mean, I know he's learning things, but yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Missing one day isn't going to break him. And I think understanding that they're human too. Mm. They want flexibility. They want that extra time. So today he just hung out with daddy today. Mm. And that's cool. And, I, lit. and we're going to get into that conversation. Yes. Um, Jazz? I'm not sure that there is a percentage. I mean, life just is. Mm -hmm. It's just life, life with children just is, especially in my situation. My husband travels for work. So I am home, managing the home, and I'm up running a business. Um, now I can give you, I can talk about, you know, I'm going to share my journey, not necessarily my journey, but where I was when I started versus now, because I don't want to just come off and say, hey, I have a laundry service, I have this person, I have, because it wasn't always like this, right? When I first started was when I was teaching. I was a middle school teacher for 12 years and I began building my business from home. And I, I had, my children were very small at the time, newborn, one years old, four and five. And so I had to utilize every, I call them time pockets, every time pocket. This means that when I'm on the commute, when, I'm taking my, when I was taking my children to daycare or taking them to school, I turned my car into a university and I, I was listening to trainings. I was listening to courses. I was listening to anything motivational and mindset. I did not have the time at home to sit down watching webinars, but I could always listen. So from the time that we left home to that whole hour and a half commute to dropping all three kids off, I was listening. We weren't listening to music. I was listening to what I need to listen to and they were listening to whatever I was listening to. When I was at work, whether it was lunch, a break time, a meeting that we had that was running late, I always utilized that time, whether it was scheduling out social media posts, whether it was uh, planning things, whether it was uh, um, taking any type of consultation I needed. That's what I did. On the way home from work, every single day, well, Monday through Thursday, I would take consultations in my car during my commute because I knew that by the time I got home, it was dinner time, bath time, bedtime. And I would be honest with people, hey, I'm driving home. You might hear my son in the background, but I'm listening. I would literally have a pad in the passenger seat. I would have it on record, have my earbuds in, and I would take consultations over the phone. And when I got home, after I put the kids to bed, I would send invoices. That, that's how it worked. Mm. So people, a lot of times people, Look for the perfect time. There is no perfect time. You have to make the time and you have to make it fit inside of your lifestyle as much as possible without infringing on your family. So what would happen is during dinner time, I was cooking, right? This was when I was building in my building phase. I wouldn't get meal preps to everything, right? I was cooking. 
The kids were doing, they were home. They were decompressing. But I would use that time while I was at home cooking to, again, watch and listen to things. Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. That's how I built and then we had dinner time, bedtime, bath time, homework time. I put the kids to bed, and every night from 9 to 11, I was working on my business. Now, one of the things that helped was that my husband traveled for work. But when he was home, I had to spend time with him because my husband's a very talkative, I want, I'll, I want your attention. So I had to give that to him because for a period of time, I didn't, and it, and it, it, and it you know, caused some issues in our marriage, and I had to fix it. It wasn't him. It was, a lot of it was me mm -hmm. and, and, and me not prioritizing things, right? So that's how I built. Fast forward to build, now, now you've built it. Now you're multiple, uh, at the time, multiple six figures. Now you have team members. Now it's, how do I, now I'm working from home full time, right? And my daughter said to me, this was during the pandemic. She said, mommy, if God told you to shut down your business, would you? Mm. And I said, you know what, Zion? I said, if God told me to do it, I would have to. I said, but what is it you're getting at? Like, tell me how you're feeling. She said, you, you work all the time. You're always on your phone, da 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 Again, during the pandemic, they were at home, so they saw mommy working. Mm -hmm. 
so I made it a point. I said, okay, Zion, I am, I have to work. I said, normally you're at school, but because of the pandemic, you're home. I said, I have to work. I said, your friend's parents go to work. They just work outside of the house. Mommy works in the house. I said, so I have to work. I said, but tell me, you give me a time that's good for you, for me to stop working. That's dope. She said, three o'clock. I said, every day at three o'clock. So from that point on, it took me a while to get there. Mm -hmm. Three o'clock to shut off time. But, but coming into 2022, um, one of my good friends, Dr. Shamika Dean, she, 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 one of her sayings is rest is the new revenue. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm leaning into <laughs> that. Hit different a little bit <laughs> I said, I'm leaning into that because what I don't want to be, I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to be burnt out. And I don't want my children to resent entrepreneurship because in their minds, all they see is mommy and daddy working, working, working. If I keep on this pattern, they aren't going to want to be an entrepreneur. And I would like that for their future, you know? So let me create and modify my business in a way that aligns with the life that I want to live. Mm -hmm. And the life that I want to live is not me flying all over the place all the time. It is not me working from sun up to sundown. It's not that. The life that I want to live is me making maximum impact, maximum influence, and being compensated well for the work that I do while I'm also keeping my family and myself first. And so I had to restructure my pricing. I had to restructure my programs. I had to hire more team members. When I did that, it allowed my company to scale and grow. And now three o'clock, well, actually I shut down about two thirty, three o'clock every day. I told my assistant, don't put anything on my calendar after two o'clock. Two from, from two to three is my time to decompress. Three o'clock, I'll go get my kids and then it's us until they, now after they go to bed, I do what I got to right. do. So, no. <laughs> yeah. so uh, we're, we're going to take a quick break, but I, I, I'm going to ask you all a question and you can only give an answer, no explanation. OK, on a scale of one to 10, how important is school and education? Scale of one to 10, one being like, yo, I don't care. My kids will never for, go back to oh, school. For your kids. Five, yes, for <laughs> right. your kids. five, meaning, yo, ain't no, ain't no, they ain't about to miss no days in school. So you only have to give one number, no explanation. We'll start, Ramon. Ten. Five to ten. One to ten. Okay, one to ten. Yes. Ten. 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 Six. Six. Eight. Eight. Seven. Seven. I'm in the seven-eight space. You're like the seven-eight space? It depends on the age, though. Uh, mm-hmm. No explanation. Just a number. Just a number. Story. <laughs> now, now uh, I would say, because you're talking about formal education. No, just a number. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Formal like education. schooling, like, like yes. 10 meaning they're not going to miss a day Six, seven. Six, seven. Yeah, somewhere gotcha. in between, gotcha. yeah. Not miss a day. I'll, I'll let them take take <laughs> mental health days sometimes. Gotcha. So eight, nine. But you you know you know yeah. that 10 parent, yeah. like, yo, it's going to be perfect attendance. Oh, yeah. I'm at eight, then. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. We do need a little bit of background on the question. Okay. And for those that... um that have a significant, how many people like have a significant other right now or, okay, cool. What is the, um, the priority between yourself, your significant other, the child or the business? Put those in an order for me. 
Most important, be honest. most gotta be honest <laughs> right now. If I was gonna, I was gonna follow you with a camera, we'd be like, okay, what he just said—that's that's pretty true. So, yourself, your significant other, your children, or yourself—business. Who want to go first? Give me, a, give me your order. From most important, the thing you give most time to, to the least. God, me, family, business. Like, God, yourself, well, not family, God. business. Like, you, family, you, spouse. Me, spouse, children, children business. Then business. Okay, okay, all right, that, that's good. Come on. I mean, you. Well, I don't have a. Okay, you can leave other, out. Can I, can, can, right, right. So you got three. So, got three. Um, the way that it is now, Mm-hmm. Children, my children first. Children, my business. Business. And then me. And then you. Ooh. Yeah. Jamie Anderson. Hmm. In the season I'm in now, I'll say me. Mm-hmm. Selfish. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if yeah. I'm not good, everybody falls. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um. So I would say me, and then. Man, cause I'm trying to keep it one hundred. Tracy here? Is she here? Nah, she not. Okay, we good. Nah, is she not? <laughs> and my wife don't need much, bro. Yeah. Like she really like, hey, you do your thing. I'm over here chilling. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she need a hope, but she mm-hmm. really be trying to give her space. Let me rub your feet, girl. Mm-hmm. She like, I'm good. I'm just trying to watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so it ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Her love language is security, bro. Checking yeah. that bank account. She like, I love you. <laughs> so I'm just being honest. We ain't like she need a whole lot yeah. like that. We do take nights and take all these exotic trips yeah. and stuff, but. And I'm present. We have our shows at night, but she don't. It ain't, it ain't. So I, when I, when you think talking about what's most important, so don't get it twisted. Top priority, you. Okay, top priority. But if you see, ah, 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 your answers, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, cause I feel like it's a different. Hold on, just no. give me no, just, no, just, no, no, just, no, no, just, 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 for me, me, business, kids, wife. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Can, can I say something right quick though? Yes, sir. But I'm it's changing. And I'm learning to take care of me. Cause like you said, without me being great, then they're not gonna be great. So it, since August, and we can talk about it in a minute, you know, I've changed my schedule. I don't work till two in the morning and I get up at five. I still get up at five, but I'm starting to get better with that. Yeah. So where I want it to be is, you know, me, gotcha. business, then kids, because they get grown. Yeah, no, nah, I, I feel you. It's it, that's a it's it's quite a question, right? And I oh, want y'all to think about man. your yeah your tears, okay? Um, yeah, what we got? I'm gonna be I'm gonna do this correct. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna do me, mm-hmm. the partner, okay, the kids, yeah, and then the business. Okay, Mike, me. Starts with me, uh, kids and business. You, kids and business, okay. Um, I think it's the kids, partner, business, and me are in the same tier. But I'm kind of climbing back up the totem pole. I'm learning to recharge and to do things for me. You know what's crazy? I am on the bottom tier of this chart, personally, like right mm-hmm. now. Uh, it just seems like it's a lot to manage and for like top would be business, if I'm being honest. Now this conversation is really helping me 
right? But um, if you're if you were to follow me with a camera, you would say, "Yep, business is his top priority." But, but it's also the season. You got you know, yeah, and we're it, only it different seasons. So sure, sure. the way you put the question yeah. right now, that you yeah, you got to get cool. it now so that you know, baby girl's at a different place. Yeah. So you know, before it was different. I put Michaela way before I put myself. Mm-hmm to a fault where my friends and you know those who were close would say, bruh, you gotta, you still need you time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would think time with my daughter was my time and it wasn't. And so I wasn't able to recharge, going back to what he said. So you're at a season now where, you know, you gotta do that. Yeah, and I, I was at no, that season yeah, where I, I did it together. and I tried to bounce around. I just so get it's up okay. early in the morning mm-hmm. and have my me time. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just get up, yeah. that's, that's my time. I think I, I, you know, it's crazy. So Mine I get up and then I read, night. but I read because that's our morning meetup, which is still a business. I read to get my assignment done so I can come back on the call and give the, so I'll read and then come up with whatever message I'm going to have for my call. And then, like, I literally give myself no time. We're going to, we're going to break, but I want Jeremy to explain himself because he really, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what, I mean, and that's how I was saying. I'm thinking like, I had an out of body experience, but I, I didn't want to lie. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask me, like what's most important, like, man, I'll give all the money in business to just have my family, right? But when you like, what's top priority in this season? Three months ago, bro, I didn't tell you, bro, but I almost had, like I almost crashed and burned, bro. Mm. I had to go in the city, get me a little hotel room, 36 hours, I ain't talked to nobody, except for my wife for about 20 minutes and just had to woosah, because I was where you was, I was at the bottom. And I didn't realize I was running on fumes. Mm. When, so when the big homie, if E or Big Sham would reach out, yo, how you feeling, how you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm Gucci. But it's almost like driving a car. You can literally drive a truck and go 90 miles per hour, and that's not going to go 90 miles per hour, and then it's going to putt-putt within a few seconds, you out of gas. I thought I could feel like, man, I'm at 70. You know what? Right now, I feel like I'm at 50. I'm at 30. No, I realized, look, I'm in a bad place. So I said, I got to start making myself top priority so I can be the husband, the father, the entrepreneur I'm supposed to be. Mm. And so I'm like you. I wake up super early. My friends call me an old man, bro. I'm going to bed by 9. This is actually special me being here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really need a crib, bro. Mm. And I'm definitely not trying to leave in the evening time because that's family time. Mm. But if you look at the time I put throughout the day, bro, I'm working. I'm the hardest working person in our business right now. Mm. I just took off Friday. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm in a season now where it's like I'm my top priority. I got to make, make sure my mental health is in a good space. So I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I seek the face of God. By 6 o'clock, I'm in the gym. You know what I'm saying? By 6.45, I'm checking emails. 7.30, I take the kids off, take Jewel to breakfast, the little Waffle House, IHOP. Like, we put our time in. In the morning, we jamming to kids, Bob, whatever they want to hear. Like, I put that time in, but it was priority. I'm like, I got to make sure I'm good. I need to make sure all these businesses are running where they need to be. And because I have a team, I've got plenty to give my wife and my children. But if you look at my day-to-day activities, I'm not sitting up watching movies with the kids more than I'm working. I'm definitely working way more. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be to a point now where I can give them even more time in the future. Um, this episode is sponsored by Trade and Travel. Go to tradeandtravel.com if you want to learn how to understand how to make money, make money. How do you get your money to make money? How do you understand the financial markets? Terry has helped tens of thousands of people start having $100 days, $1,000 days, uh, five-figure days. She is absolutely amazing, and she sponsors and supports and empowers this event. So let's give Terry Ijiomi a round of applause. Cool. So um, we we ended off um, kind of talking. Well, one of the questions that we ended with was, 
the scale of importance between school, like your how, how much emphasis you put on school and traditional education. So I, I now I kind of want to know what you're teaching your kids, and anybody can answer, what you're teaching your kids about formal education as entrepreneurs. I, I felt I felt when I gave on a scale of one to ten the importance. I said a six, um, not because I don't think education is important. But my daughter, so she travels with me. I had an engagement in Wyoming, right? I brought her with me, took her to a museum on our day off. And she was like, Daddy, I heard about the, the Indians, the Native Americans. I said, really? She said, yeah. I said, boo, what'd they teach you? She said, yeah, they taught me that when they came over here to America, everybody lived in peace and harmony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, that's how, but that's how it's written in a lot of those history I said, books. boo boo. <laughs> I said, the baby, it was, it was, I, it was a massacre, and I, I broke it down, and I didn't go into the detail about the rape and everything else, but I was like, babe, it wasn't, like, it wasn't what they said, and she was just like, are you serious? I'm like, that's what they're teaching you, babe? Like, in third grade, so after that, I was like, I'm really off this. Hold on, they're teaching... No, they... Yeah, they came over There was here. a history book that my little cousin had, and there were slaves smiling, picking cotton, like it was a happy, good old day. So, they are, a lot yeah. of these... It's, it's, it's pretty wild right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you have to pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> we found a culturally centered charter school for our children, and um, I absolutely loved it. So, mm. like, they they um, have the children sing Lift Every Voice and Sing as the, as the, they use the black, they sing the black national anthem. They have to come in speaking affirmations over themselves, and they focus on science, technology, engineering, math, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Uh, Gardner is a charter school. Um, the the uh, principal is Nikki Greer, and um, it's Delta Steam Academy in Lithia Springs. It's been an absolute game changer for us. So I'm wow. thankful in terms of that because sure. they they teach history from a black perspective, and so the the kids they come home they ask about it, you know, and we're able to actually look at documentaries, look at Dr. King, listen to Dr. King. King speeches and we have conversations gotcha. about what, what goes on. So I definitely think that uh, I'm a former educator. So education is very important to me, but I still feel like we have, and we have a responsibility to teach our children at home. We can't just leave Put it, it all to yeah. school. So we yeah. have those conversations. We create those experiences and those learning moments. And I invest in after school tutorial professional tutoring for my children, just like I do extracurriculars, because I do believe that 
you know, education teaches you how to learn, but we have to teach our children how to think. God. And there's a difference. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to, you're, you're around out that story. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Just so just in closing, when I saw that, I realized like I'm not, I'm putting too much stake in that. So now I'm like, you with me even more. And what you gonna learn with me and what we teach you about the businesses and marketing and money. Now, if I'm going to the bank, baby girl, you coming with me. So it's, it's a lot different now. And I asked her, I said, baby girl, uh, what college you wanna go to? She was like, I might not go to college. I might just run next level. Mm. I said, wow. Or she's like, I might start my own company. I was like, okay, interesting. I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And if you want to go for the experience, you want to hit Morehouse Spelman, like whatever you want to Yale, you want to do that, cool. But I'm like off what they, like you teach, now I need to find out about the charter school too. It's like, I'm just not putting so much stake in that. Cause it's like, what we going to teach her and what we going to instill inside of her is more important. Gotcha. Mike, I'd be interested in knowing what you teach your kids about school. Cause in the, in the direct sales industry, it's, it's like a, I don't, that's where I really started learning um, the, uh, not unimportance, but this, this is where I really started learning where I don't really need to go to school like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what do you I'm teach? Glad, I'm glad we could teach you that. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think it goes back to, uh, Jazz said it earlier, when she was talking about being in the car and listening to personal development or, or your trainings and your kids were listening to it as well. So it, that's why I was kind of six, seven for that reason. Like Michaela's a dance major. She was National Honor Society dance. You know, she's more creative. She's a senior in college dance. Her minor is entrepreneurship though, mm -hmm. because that's all she saw. Uh, so I don't know where she's gonna go with it, but I want her to take it where, wherever she wants to go. But I focused on, you know, what that formal education could do, but the self-education, I was constantly pouring that back in. And I needed that. Cause, okay, so when I think of my business, for every book I read on, business and personal development, I was reading a book on fatherhood, mm. right? Because I needed that because I didn't have an example. What's of a good it. one though? What's a good fatherhood book? Uh, strong fathers, strong daughters, because I have girls. So Dr. Meg Meeker, that was one that, but if I was going to read How to Influence uh, Friends and Influence People, I was going to read Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. If I was going to read 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, which you know took my income to another level, I was going to read Why a Daughter Needs Her Dad. Mm. You know, if it was going to be 10X and uh, you know, Sell or Be Sold, I had to read next level parenting and and uh, just anything that was you know fatherhood principle you know anything by Miles Monroe all I need of that, that stuff. List, so bro. I need <laughs> that little book list. Oh man, really, I, 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 like thousands of books, but I have a nice amount of books that help shape me into being a good father. I had some examples, but I didn't have a lot of examples to gotcha. paint from. So I was gleaming from something that that you know he said. You know, something that you said, something, you know, that the ladies have said up here that I could tweak or that I could learn from. Or I was watching other people when they didn't know I was observing and, and seeing how they handled a certain situation, well, you know? Ken, you're you're an attorney, so you had to go through school or like traditional education. What do you teach your kids about education? Can I Traditional say, education. Traditionally, both my parents are teachers mm. and they married teachers when they divorced each other. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> and they believe in degree competition. So my mom and sister went all the way to doctorates, right? Oh, wow. So education obviously has always been instilled in me, but I rebelled against it as a kid. That was one of the things that I rebelled against actually, was like, no, I don't wanna go to school. I wanna be an entrepreneur, that's how I feel. 
And for a long time, I battled between my parents wanting me to actually become an engineer. I don't know if I ever told you that. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to go to school to become an engineer because, you know, and I was like, no, I dropped out of college. I was rebelling. I actually got depressed because I knew in my heart I didn't want to be an engineer. And they kept telling me to be an engineer. Mm. And finally, I said, no, I always remember as a kid saying I want to be a lawyer. In order to become a lawyer, I had to go to law school. So there was no way around that for me because that was what I've always wanted to do as a kid. But I tell my daughter, who's like, so do I need to go to college? I'm like, you could go to college, but I want you to understand that it's not about your classes. It's about discovering you, mm. right? Figure you out. Mm. And it's a safe space to do it. While taking classes, you could travel the world, you know, you still have some structure. It's still giving you that safe space. You know, it's like adulting, but you're really not. You're still in adult training. And that's a great space to do it. I'm not worried about you and what degree you wanna do. I know you're gonna be, whatever it is you decide to do, is what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. But use that time to figure that out. Gotcha. So for me, when I look at them in school, I think of it as an opportunity for them to just continue to discover themselves, not that you have to get this degree, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I tell her all the time, you know, my goal actually is for you to be a trust fund baby, but <laughs> you know, don't rely on that. <laughs> you still gotta be able to sustain yourself and make your own money. And my seven year old was like, you don't gotta tell me nothing. I already believe I'm a trust fund baby already. So um, for me, education is important, but I feel for them, I want them to understand themselves, right? And have that self-confidence. So like, even when we're dropping them off to school every morning, we do a morning affirmation, which they don't even realize is the affirmation. They just think it's a morning song. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, today's gonna be an awesome day. And they sing that in the car and they're like, oh my God, this is such a great song. But it's just instilling them the outlook and learning how to speak their words into existence. Like that to me, is way more important than what they did at school with their homegirl, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> but I do want them to have the foundation so you can understand, because they're grown people that cannot read, that cannot write, that don't understand numbers, don't understand these things. I think that's important for you to understand the basics. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, it's important for me as their parent, not only to teach them what's in the books, but to teach them life, so, themselves and everything else. I love it. Um, I, I want to get into Q&A, but I want to hear this one thing from uh, from all of you all, um, if you are writing your child a letter about success and business and happiness, right? I would, I want to hear how you would write this letter, right? What would you be saying? Like, so you're saying, dear child, and all the things that you would want them to know in this letter, and then we'll, we'll jump into Q&A. But um, I, I, I just want to hear like what's, on your heart and the things that you want them to know. So I want to start with Ramon and we'll go this way. That's a good one on the spot. But I, you know, I think the core of the letter, I want to talk to them about um, going But you got to frame it, gotta dear frame child, it. and My just child, go. Dear child, never give up. There are going to be some challenges in life. Keep going, keep going. And, I'm, and, and if I can, like the main part, parts of it, I really want to tell them about when you're going after your dreams to make sure you use what God gave you in relationships and not staying to yourself and utilizing. I always feel like the answer to every problem is another person. So build your relationships because your relationships are much more important than the money that you're going to go after. And it's because of my experiences of hunting money 
and staying to myself. Um, and I think that's going to be the, like the crux of it is really going after your dreams, living your life, and as an entrepreneur, knowing that there's going to be some tough times and don't give up, especially if on your heart you feel like that's what it is. Not just every shiny nickel, but if that's what it is in your life that you feel like, then you go after it. Hey man, short and sweet. We can clap it up. You know what I mean? I, was, I, was like, I might as well text message. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like Jasmine gonna give us a four-page letter. <laughs> Jazz, look into um, the camera. Let's write the letter. Dear child, live a purpose-filled life. Set your goals. Have your eye on your dreams and go after it. Always remember that you can attain anything you want to attain. You can have all the money, and money will make life comfortable, but money will not make you happy. Mm. Happiness and fulfillment comes from within. So I, I love you. I support you. I know that I've raised you to do to, to live life in the most uh, fullest possible way, and go forth. I love it. I, love it. I think I think this week, maybe when I get home. I'm actually going to write a letter. And it, I mean, it does two things. One, you can give them the letter at some point and they can say, you know, this is what you thought about, you know, what I was thinking about in this time frame. But um, it forces you to sit down and be intentional about how you want to shape their future. I think we're all just being parents and things come across and we do our very best to advise them. but. I think I am going to write a letter to both of my children. And maybe the letter isn't for them, but it's for me. And maybe I have to revisit the letter, right? When I'm in a very intentional moment where I'm thinking about what is it that I want to instill in my child instead of kind of like happenstance through life and hopefully they learn these lessons. So um, Jeremy, actually, I really want to hear, Andrea, i love to hear um, your letter. Well, just, just a note on that. I, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I would write letters to her about oh, wow. my experience, about how I felt um, being a new mom and my fears of, I don't know how I'm going to teach you how to you know drive and I'm having anxiety attacks. And, and I still have them all saved. I, I wow. even typed them up and saved them in a little folder in my computer. And I don't know, maybe when she's 18, I'll give them to her like this is, That's you know, a little dirty. Yeah, because I was like, I just had to get it out. And I was like, this is something that, you know, I wish I probably had to just know what my mom was going through at the time. But if I could write a letter to my daughter and son right now, it would just be, dear Ava and Faza, I love you guys. You're beautiful. You're smart. You can literally do anything you set your mind to. Um, there will be highs and lows, but without, with belief and patience, because I teach my daughter about patience all the time, anything is attainable and that I'm just proud of you. Like, because we don't hear that enough from our parents sometimes. And I, I just want them to know, regardless of what they choose to do, I am proud because find your happiness, whatever that may be, because it's a different definition for every person. So find your happiness and literally take that journey for the rest of your life. I like that. I like that. That was actually a bar. Like, like think about it. The parents out there, when's the last time you said, I'm proud of you? And it's yeah. just simple. It's just a simple. It's you don't simple, even have to explain it gets, it. it gets lost. It gets very lost because you always are thinking about, okay, I accomplished this. It's like, I have to. 
I get straight A's because that's what I'm supposed to do. But you don't get, you know, a pat on the back about it. But if you get C's and D's, then you're yeah. you're getting reprimanded. So it goes back to that thing of, you know, just tell your kids simple things like that to help lift their spirits. Because mm-hmm. life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Even if somebody, like, even if it's a difference between saying, um, you did a good job, affirmation, versus I'm proud of you. Because mm-hmm. I think you did a good job just... It's a clap. Okay, you did a good job, but um, I I want to start adopting that language of I'm proud of you. So you know that I am feeling a certain way about you, not about what you did, but I'm just proud of you. And I think I, I remember moments that my father said, I'm proud of you. And it meant a lot. Mm-hmm. I could win a game and he'd be like, yo, good game. Man, you played good. And I was happy because I won the but game. But subconsciously, as kids, we're almost always doing things for the approval of our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really know that you're doing it until you get that from your parents. Or, or if they don't give it to you, then you feel it like, why aren't they happy about this? Even though it may have made you happy, but if they don't appreciate it, it's like, like I said, subconsciously, you're really doing a lot of the things in your life. A lot of these goals you're reaching are to for your parents' approval. That's, y'all want to say it on three, I'm proud of you, okay? <laughs> Just think of your child, one, two, three. I'm, I'm proud, proud of you. you. I right, give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> y'all gonna say it when y'all get home, right? Look at child in the eye, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Let's hear this letter, man. Um, you could sum it's, up all that you want to say. All of it. We'll be here for a while. <laughs> um, dear Michaela and Maya, I love you. I'm obviously proud of you. Uh, you are the reason why I do everything that I do, everything that I've done. Uh, you make me a better person, a better father. It's because of you that I've been able to help so many other parents come home so they can be with their kids. Like I've been blessed to be with you. And always remember that the only way you can fail is to quit. But of course, it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. Mm, I, like I like that. I am so anxious to go write this letter. It's great. Let's go. Kendra. Let's hear it. You got to talk to all of them. I know, right? I'm not listing names. We might be here all night. <laughs> Dear children, just know that no matter what happens, I am always going to be proud of everything you do. I love you. No matter what you decide to do, always focus on finding your purpose. Why are you here? What is it that you need to accomplish more than anything else? And happiness joy and all of those things come from you. But most importantly, don't chase money, right? Money will come, right? Focus on fulfilling your goals in life. And it's not gonna be perfect. Once you figure out your purpose, believe me, it's not gonna be perfect, it is not gonna be easy. But every day, keep putting in the work and you're gonna be proud of what you achieve. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Mm, that's good. You know what I remember, and this is crazy that I uh, maybe I we should all start more regular. I remember my mom would make my lunch, and she put a note in my lunch. How I do that now? <laughs> I do that lit. now. I remember. I remember reading it one day, 
And I didn't want my friends to see it because I'm like, all right, my mom being corny again. <laughs> but I remember reading one day and being choked up, being emotional, because it's one thing to say it or, you know, phone call. When you're reading it and you get to read it in their voice, how your mind imagines them saying it, it's like they, they took the time to write it. And you see the eraser marks. Like, I wanna, I, I didn't want to say that. I want to I wanna put it a different way. And there's hearts. I, re, I remember it vividly. Mm. And those are some of the things that really, really shaped me and created a connection between me and my mom. Mm. Dang, I'm going to start doing that. That's dope. Okay, Jeremy. Okay. Um, Jewel Jackson, you were born to be a leader. You were born to win. So live in your purpose until the end. If the world questions your greatness and they don't believe, then you prove them wrong. And soon they'll see. You are great. You were smart, so don't quit and don't bend. Show hope and love until the very end. I want you to lead with honesty, respect, hope, and love. I need you to lead this world to rise above. Now don't give up with life you'll wrestle, for you're a hardworking and resilient vessel. Stay cool, stay smart, stay kind and special. Remain grateful, but never settle. You cheated. Man, right, okay. Right. Okay, so but I'm actually writing it and I have time. It's gonna sound kind of like Jeremy. You wrote this already. When I have real time with the pen and the paper, it's gonna sound like Jeremy, I promise. I'm gonna have a No, so backstory to that. So when we launched our next level leadership academy in Arizona, right? Um, I wanted to I created a mantra for our students. And I wrote it as I was, as if I was speaking to my daughter. Mm. And so I had already written. So when you said, but like, I'm like, oh, right. I already wrote my letter <laughs> to her. You feel me? I already wrote it. And so, you know, so we share that. Now schools across America, every morning after they do the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever, they recite that mantra, wow. which is really a letter I wrote to my daughter years wow. ago. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I, I want to spend the next few minutes um, answering some questions, some specific questions that you might have, right? Um, so you might have questions about the co-parenting thing or, you know, how do I stay focused when I got all this stuff going on? So we're going to line up probably at the microphone right there uh, for anybody that has a question for anybody on the panel. So let's do it. Hello. So my question is... What's your name? Shannon. Hi, Shannon. everyone. I'm Shannon. Um, so my question is, um, and I could have an answer from all of you if possible, but we'll I just want... Two. Okay. Two guys. So just um, what, what do you guys think is the most important question when you're interviewing a nanny? Mm. Oh, sheesh. Oh, so who, who want to take oh, that? Oh, oh, oh. oh I, I could definitely go okay. ahead. Okay. Um, you got one? Yeah, you won't go ahead, go for it. Uh, so, so I, we do three phase interviews. First one's over the phone, second one over the phone, third one is in person. Matter of fact, we do four. Because before you even meet the kids, I want to put eyes on you. Mm -hmm. uh, so we actually go through a four phase um, interview process. And after we do all our investigative work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Uh, but you what, know, what you is wanna, the investigative work though? Background so I, I got, yeah, background mm -hmm. checks, but I got family in law enforcement too. 
Yeah, and then I'm a, I'm a find I'm a find you on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to exactly. see all your posts. And then what's really big for me, I want to meet your kids. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I met when I met when I met Shirley, her daughter, I was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying. So so you got to do that research, but you really want to find someone, depending on what they're gonna do too, because you know you might need someone just to watch the kids. When you find the best person to watch the kids, I need a hybrid. I need somebody that can make some enchiladas somebody that could do the laundry, you know what I'm saying? I could trust driving, but you really want to really check their heart. You really want to know, is this just a job? Are they just doing this for the money? If so, they're going to go to the next family, you know what I'm saying? That's going to pay them more. So you really want to ask the heart questions, you know what I'm saying? Like really trying to check what their heart is. Then I'm looking for somebody of faith too, for me personally, you know what I'm saying? I need to know that you love Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) if you're going to be up in my house, I need to make sure our values align. So for me, it, it wasn't just, can you do the work? Because some things you can be taught and trained, but it's like, is your heart in the right place? What's your energy like? And so some of it is not, it's the non-verbals. It's not even the stuff that, that you might ask or they can answer. It's just that energy, that spirit within. And when Jackson, and you'll meet Katie, when Jackson ran to her and gave her a hug and said bye, after that interview, I was like, oh, snap. Because Jackson be curving one. people. Yeah, yeah she the one. <laughs> the and so, um, so yeah, for me, it's heart. It's not necessarily... Are you available? Can you travel? Do, do you mind travel? I, that's, that stuff is cool, but I really know, like, what's your heart like? How long have you been doing this for? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you really enjoy kids? You know what I'm saying? Tell me more about yourself. So it's right. more that heart, the internal stuff. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. Where good. are you finding this nanny? Like, is it care.com or? Yeah, so I, I came across, yeah, so care.com. Yep, I got two accounts with them too, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So I got two accounts. Um, and then as, as, as they would meet certain approvals, I would kick them to my wife and she'd give the thumbs up. Then we start the interview process. But this last one, and be cautious, right? Don't put yourself in a box. Because this last one had an amazing spirit, but she was really like, man, I'm really just, I, I just really do the clean. But her spirit, her energy, I was like, do you like kids? She's like, oh, I love kids. I was like, can you cook? She's like, I love to cook, but my kids are growing and older and they never eat. And I was like, man, you might have everything we need. You know what I'm saying? But her profile, just said house cleaning, you know what I'm saying? But as we began to talk, cause I'm, I'm very, I'm very thorough, you know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like you're going to be paid well, but if you, if you in my crib every day, you hit the jackpot. Yeah. That's really how I feel <laughs> if you in that space. So it's just, yeah, care.com had the juice for me. And then you could try Sitter City. Uh, Sitter City is another app, but care.com by far got the juice. That's good. That's good. You got some on that or? Yeah, we, we found ours on care.com mm-hmm. as well. And I think what was important was when she discussed how she grew up. So mm-hmm. our nanny is 20 something. She has no kids and she is an only child. So because she has no kids and she's an only child, she wants to be around other kids. And we we're like, oh, perfect. We got three. So mm-hmm. um, that was important to us. But also like her profile, she put a quote in there about like kids aren't being, I forgot exactly how it was, but they should be unfolded, not molded. And I was just like, ooh, mm-hmm. they got right. some, right. they have some right. over here. <laughs> and then when she met them, my daughter immediately um, attached to her and my son Alexander was like, love her. And he was having so much fun. He was like running around playing with her. And then like, he ended up upsetting his stomach and she stayed and she helped clean him up and she took care of him. And like from day one, he actually said he doesn't want her to work with the other kids. He wants her to only be his nanny. <laughs> and we need to get a new nanny for everybody else. That's funny. So it was, <laughs> it was a lot more of, yes, finding out about her upbringing, her background, and like her philosophy on raising kids and like mm-hmm. things that she did with them and how she connected. And then 
looking at her past families, like who she worked with, and getting references from them mm-hmm. also helped as well. That's good. Mm-hmm. And just Stop. listen to your kids. <laughs> Feel Facts. their energy and Facts. vibes because kids are unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they will let you know if something is off, if energy. You, Kids can tell energy, like you said, they gravitate, they immediately give yeah. hugs They when they feel that good energy. So you may feel like you found the best person and then you, they meet your children and the energy is off and you have to pay attention to that. That's like, to me, the most important thing of all. Thank you it. so Next much. Next up, next up. Hello, hello. Um, so my question is what advice would you give like I said earlier I struggle with overcompensating as a single parent so what advice would you give to me um sorry pertaining to disciplining my child um versus while also trying to validate her feelings when it comes to the loss of her dad so So, I'm sorry oh no you go ahead um so for instance Go ahead. Sorry. I so my my best friend, um, my two best friends been been together since we were kids. You're gonna make me tear up because I see you're about to tear up, and I've I've seen her experience, so I know what you're going through. And um, they were together since we were in eighth grade, had a baby, and he got murdered. And um, I was there from the second I flew from Atlanta to Cleveland at seven o'clock in the morning as soon as I found out, and I stayed with her for a month. This was the and I was pregnant at the time my daughter. And I stayed with her for about, no, actually six weeks. Um, Left my boyfriend at the time, everything, left my whole life to go be with her during this process. Her daughter's 10 now, it's been seven years. She still battles this all the time. She still battles the overcompensating and because of the loss of her father and you don't, and because you don't know mentally what that's gonna do or emotionally to your child. So you try to be the mom and the dad, but then also be the disciplinarian, but not discipline them too much because you don't wanna be the bad guy. And the most I can say and what I tell her when she calls me and she cries about it all the time we cry together is give yourself some grace because it's okay. You're gonna have bad days, you're gonna have good days. Your child is gonna understand. You're learning this through the process. Like I was telling my best friend and I was going through it with her and it was a new experience for me, you know, just to even witness her go through this and try to help her guide, guide her through this while I was about to birth my first child and figuring this out. And you still have to be the mom. You still have to be the disciplinarian. So when, in times when you have to do it, you, you just will have to do that. But like we've been saying, explain, have it, make it be a teachable moment. Um, you don't have to be the dad and the mom. I know as single mothers, we feel like we're supposed to be the mom and dad. And I, I was talking to some um, people who are older one time, and it was like, a woman can never replace the man in the household. And the man can never play, replace the woman. Right. All you can be is the best mom you can human possibly try to be. But I promise you, your child is going to understand and forgive you for any mistakes you've made along the way. Because as we grow up, they know that you've done your best and you've done it by yourself. And you've gone through grief personally, as well as trying to help your child guide through grief. So just give yourself grace. Seriously, it's going to be OK. Thank you. It's going to be OK. Next up. Say my name. Oh, um, 
Uh, my name is Sean Bennett. Uh, on Instagram is CEO Sean. But my question is actually first, I just want to say y'all are all phenomenal parents and amazing entrepreneurs in y'all own right. So I actually want y'all to clap it up for them because <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, so my question is, um, I'm a young entrepreneur as well, and you know I'm starting to get to that age where I'm a, I have to start thinking about okay, I need to figure out who I need to be as a man to actually have kids. So my question is, what characteristics do you recommend that I learn? in order for me to be able to actually have a kid, you know, actually knowing that I'll be having a seven-figure, eight-figure business as well to run. Mm-hmm. Leave it to the men. Ooh, men to tell the men right. how to that's be men. Man, first <laughs> off, man, Ashan, bro, you already know I'm your biggest fan, bro. I told my, my, you know, my wife, Tracy, love you. You know what I'm saying? I, I pray Jackson grow up and be on your level. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he killing it, y'all. Already clearing six figures, super successful. You ain't 20 yet? Uh, 19. I just turned 19. Oh, come on. You know, come on. Y'all good. <laughs> right. yeah. So, and I know you dance and you come from good stock. So I'll say this, man. You know what I'm saying? You just keep growing. You know what I'm saying? As a man, you know what I'm saying? Those people that you revere and you have respect for, don't just idolize and look up to them. Ask them, where did they go wrong? Figure out what tweaks you can make within your character. You know what I'm saying? How you can be the man God's called you to be. And then before you even get to parents and be like, okay, God, what's her name? She's somewhere out here, you know what I'm saying? Is she a red bone? She got she got brown skin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she got milk chocolate, like you know, she's short, you know what I'm saying? She a little taller than me, you know what I'm saying? When she put them heels on, like, what's her name? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, okay, God, and then watch this. If you're not looking for the perfect person, mm. you're just trying to be the best you can be, because ain't nobody perfect. And then when God puts that person, and then you have those conversations. So I'm not even on, you're gonna be a dope father, bro. Yeah. You just be the best man you can be. Mm. So that when God blesses you with a wife, she gets the best version of you. And as y'all grow, then y'all can be the best version for your children. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I want to hear it from, uh, from both, both of you as well. I, well, one characteristic I will, you think about this one, be quick to forgive yourself. You're going to make mistakes. Mm. Like, you know, if you watch sports, it, the great quarterbacks throw an interception and come right back and throw a touchdown. Right. And that's one of the things that I learned that I'm learning is I held stuff against myself, which burned me for a long time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got to just, when you do it, you got to say your prayers, give it to God, and keep on going. That's and that'll good. be one of your, your best characteristics that you can work with. That's Thank you. I definitely sure. need that. Yeah, I, I think it goes back to grace, giving yourself grace. And you're at such a young age, so you're already, you're there. So I would also say be careful. <laughs> you know? yes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just be attentive. You got to, the long hair and all that. Just be uh, uh, focused on exactly what it is you want, and you already know, who, you know, kind of who you want, right? Yeah. And A little you, bit. I don't. It changed as I became entrepreneur. That it, now <laughs> it I'm looking at. Ce- it's different <laughs> right. now because now I'm looking at celebrities as like, okay, they're not above me now. Now we're on. The, we're all human. So it's a matter of so it, out so that it really character. didn't change because because yeah you so it didn't change because your your philosophy your you you're just changed you're growing but 
you know in your heart of hearts, like we, we know in our gut what's for us and what's not for us, especially yeah. depending on your faith, right? Or, or how your, your beliefs, yeah. right? So you know, you're just able to see other examples and say, okay, not gonna do that. Or wow, this is more like who I want to, uh, to follow, all right, uh, yeah. as, as you heard. So yeah, but give yourself grace and gratitude, start each day mm-hmm. with gratitude too. And make sure that whoever you're with aligns with those things. I, I, folks used to tell me all the time because I you know, had had success and it was just me with it. Oh, you need someone who's making seven figures too. Or you need somebody, right? That's you know, what I hand, think now. <laughs> and all of that. But you're gonna know what you need to balance you out mm-hmm. and someone that you can compliment as well. That's good. So, That's good. thank you. Um, real quick, I wanna, I wanna uh, so, as a young man, um, I want you to really hold on to the word integrity because it's not enough men, especially black men, operating out of integrity. So integrity means I told this one woman that I would never do anything to hurt her. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities as you, you know, you're an entrepreneur making money. There's going to be a lot of easy opportunities to go against that integrity. So that is one thing I try to hold close to my heart. I'm talking about down to, like, I practice this. So Reese, he was, uh, we was in the car and he was saying something like, um, what was the conversation we was having? And he was like, yo, you could just, we had to get like a COVID test um, to, to go to the radio station. And he says something like, uh, what was he talking about, Reese? Oh, they asked us uh, if you've been in contact with anybody that, that uh, COVID. Yeah, because if if not, they charge you or something like that. And then Reese's like, yo, you could just put you in that. It's just a question on a box. And one of my things was we was just in the car, just vibing. I'm like, yo, I just don't like lying. Mm-hmm. I don't care how small it is, what it's going to save me. I just, me personally... I'm working on every little bit of my integrity. I used to, look, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with buying food stamps to two for one. You know what I mean? Like, I'm making the card, I give them some bread. But yo, it was, some, it was something, it was something in my heart that it just don't feel integral. It just don't, it don't, it don't feel right. Like get, get, get getting over. Yeah. It just, it just don't feel right. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm the most integral man in the world, but I'm saying I want you to be conscious, be conscious to operate out of integrity. Because I want my daughter to say, yo, my, my dad ain't perfect, but he got integrity. Hey, what's up? Um, my name is Alyssa. Uh, Instagram is Level Up Alyssa. But also, I wanted to go ahead and ask you all. Um, I'm also my mom's best friend. And sometimes I kind of get upset with her because I feel like she doesn't see her full potential. And I'm uh, afraid when I have kids that it'll translate in my style of parenting. And um, although I don't plan on having kids anytime soon as a young entrepreneur, uh, how do you guys get past really not pushing your kids past certain boundaries, even though you see that they can do better and they can really reach their potential. So that's my question. I think sometimes you have to let kids go at their own pace. I had to learn that. And I like sometimes, have you ever seen on Instagram, which 
on one end, I'm like, this is such a dope idea. But then the other end, I'm like, I don't think they really asked for that. Like if a kid, if a parent gifts a kid like a business for their birthday and I'm like, maybe they didn't want to be an entrepreneur, you know? And and I, and that's the first thing that always crossed my mind when I see it. And I'm like, this is dope because I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm a mom. Like what if my daughter may have literally not wanted to do this at all. And now she's going to be 18 and have to run a whole business. And this was not her idea. So. I had learned like, you know, try to push your children to be who they can become, but also know when to step back. I had my daughter in every single after curriculum, gymnastics, swim class, ballet, like piano, we were doing it all. And one day she just told me like, yo, I don't like going to gymnastics. And I was like, for real? She was like, no. And I was like, the way you be tumbling, girl, you sure? So I still took her again. After the second time, mom, I, I, I'm serious. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Then the third time, I'm like, well, you don't pay for these classes. We're going. <laughs> the third time hits and she was like miserable. The entire time we were driving there, she was just, oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she really hates this. So then we got there and I was like, you don't even got to go inside. You really don't want to go. And she was like, no, I was like, you sure? And she's like, I just don't like it anymore. And I was like, say less. And we've never been back ever since. And now she's like almost like an Olympian swimmer now. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Mm. She's, she swims crazy. But that I learned, find what she actually gravitates towards. So I put her in all this stuff. And what does she actually gravitate towards? Not what I feel like she's good at, like from my perspective. Oh, you, you know how to flip. You should be in gymnastics. That's me, what I want to do for her. And that's not what made her happy. And that becomes a chore to children. They get, they resent their parents for things like that. So, you know, just pay attention to what your children actually like and push that. I got a follow-up question for, for you all. What's the line between obviously letting them find what they like, but even when they like it, they quit. And they like something, quit, like something, quit. Is that something that should be addressed where you say you made this commitment, you said this is what you want to do? Do we allow them to start, stop, start, stop? Because I can see that maybe what age being a habit. Though? It depends right. on the age group. I, I allow mine. We have to finish out the season, finish out the commitment, and then we don't return. We can try something new. I like that. So that, that's what I do. Um, in terms of answering your question, I believe that success looks different for every child, right? Um, success, it might be academic for some. It might be artistic for others. It's just identifying your child's strengths and encouraging them in that and allowing them to excel in that, you know? Um, so that that's just kind of how I, I take it. And going back to, I just totally lost my train of thought, y'all, but. When it came back to you, just let us know, because I yeah. know it's good. All right, next up. <laughs> And we'll, uh, we'll take these last four and we'll wrap up. All right, there it is. Okay, my name is Kennard Bright. Uh, first off, I heard, I heard great things from everybody up here. Y'all was, uh, they told me, be intentional with my time and prioritize my family. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, a question for anybody on the panel. No, 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 no. I was going to say, he, he definitely is giving. Or like a motivation. I'm a stand-up comedian. See, it was the watch this. Watch, it was like Now, comedy my gift, though. But, you know, ministry, you know, that's the purpose. So, um, I say the question for y'all, what is the end goal for your kids? Is it for them to, you know, run the family business, generational wealth, or uh, generational health? You know, not just 
not just focusing on building, you know, not just focusing on building wealthy families, but healthy families. So, hey, y'all. What's your goal Setting for your an kids? end goal is, to me, setting an end goal is putting a roof, a ceiling on their potential. So I just try to guide, I'm, I just plan to guide them throughout this whole journey. I don't I don't know what their end goal should be. Happiness, honestly. What would you like to see? Whatever that may be. Huh? What would you like to see? Them happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because you can be a billionaire and be depressed, be, mm-hmm. be miserable. You know, you can go through a lot and have all the money in the world, or you can have all the, the family and the love, but if you may, may be poor, then you're struggling. That causes family issues. You may be working a job that you thought you loved 10 years ago and now you hate it. And you're, and you're, so that's, I'm like, it's, it's so subjective. Just find out what happiness means for them. And, and that's all I want to see them do is just be happy in whatever that may be. I kind of want my kids to be entrepreneurs. See that? We see all that? wish that deep down inside. So, but I, I think that's his question. Like, what yeah. would you like to see? Yeah. For your children. Yeah. My, yeah. my daughter already has, um, entrepreneur vibes. So I would like to see her owning. Um, you know, whether she takes over our companies or not, you know what I'm saying? I, I would like to, you know, see her have options. And she might say, yo, I want to be a teacher. She mm. bet, but you know what I'm saying? Like, she might say, I want to be a nurse. Um, and so even with the starting and stopping, that was another question too. I, sometimes when these kids are young, they brains like, the human brain isn't even fully developed until you're like 22 anyway. Mm. So they're going to be making different yeah. changes and having different opinions and different vibes and styles. So I just want them to be happy. You know what I'm saying? But to have options. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 AKA a little bit of money. Right. 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 Gotta have some money. <laughs> I think I focus a lot on the end goal for me, right? I tell my daughter all the time, like, I'm not working for me. I'm working for your great, 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 great grandkids. Um, so great, 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 great. you know, like that's what I'm working for. So how I work and you know, my goal is focused on that. But for her, options, happiness, fulfillment. Figure out your purpose Bam. in life, yeah. right? What, and go after that. That's my main thing because for me, other people telling me what I should do became an issue for me. So I don't want to do that. I want you to focus on figuring that out. My seven-year-old already figured it out. He said the reason we're all here and our purpose is to help each other and love each other. So he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's fulfilled. But she still has to figure herself out. Yeah, so yeah. more importantly, because there's a lot of people that have great jobs, lots of money, but they don't know their purpose. Mm. And that is that is what's gonna make the difference. So that's what I want them to focus on. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. Yo. What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, my name is Mac at Big Homie underscore underscore the credit finesse. Um, so as a the single father, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. All right, so. <laughs> I'm not feeling that. <laughs> like, I need to write that one down. <laughs> I'll go for it. So, as a single father starting out in um, entrepreneurship, um, I found it hard trying to make like events like tonight, knowing that my daughter has a project due tomorrow. Um, what advice would you give me um, to kind of balance trying to scale my business and father? fatherhood. Mm. I think that one. I um that word balance I think is probably the wrong word. Bingo. Right there. Um it's never gonna be balanced. Right. I don't single married is just gonna be it's really harmony. Right. And you gotta 
for me learning how to plan better because they didn't give just say tonight they didn't give her that project today mm. <laughs> <laughs> now we've been working on it all week we've been working on it all week yeah if we just came off the weekend we know we just had to really press hard on sunday because you wanted to be, be here tonight so some of those things is going to be sacrificing anything that we got to do so that you don't have that um anxiety of and if i go there tonight then something's not going to happen tomorrow or we got to stay up at two or three o'clock in the morning to get it done then she's tired tomorrow so i think as a single father it's really just setting your time and setting your um i'm gonna say your priorities getting them like like totally being on them and then everything else will work out fine it's never going to be a time where you're like man i gotta make dave or not make dave it, this is important so when dave reached out to me i knew normally on thursday nights i have i teach a class so everybody i got to get another teacher to teach the class because this was a priority for me to support whatever he's doing and then be here because i wanted to hear what everybody else had to say <laughs> so i can learn i'm gonna be like dave i wanted to learn i want to learn from the audience so i think as a single father a married couple it's just how we set our time set our schedule and what's a priority for that's good yeah yeah definitely not balance it's definitely priorities yeah you said it and and time time let me tell you how i define time uh when michaela was was really young or what i did so that i could kind of make sure because time is so fleeting, you know, the project's due tomorrow. So one thing I did is I had a jar of marbles that I had in my office, right? And from zero to 18, I don't know how old you're, you're 12. So from zero to 18, we have like 936 weekends with our kids. So I had 936 marbles in this jar. And every weekend I would take a marble out. So if I had an event and she wasn't with me, it was her mom's weekend, took a marble out. If she was with me, I took a marble out. 12, still had quite a few marbles left in there. When it gets to about 100 marbles, actually, when it gets to about 200 marbles, right, because we all look at it, right, that, then you really can identify how fleeting time is when it gets down to those four or five marbles. And uh, so, yeah, you'll see it as it dissipates, like, every single weekend. So that was something I did. And, and again, I'm talking over the course of 18 years, but I stayed focused in it every single day. What I did is I worked to prioritize so that I wasn't building for 936 marbles. I was building for Monday through uh, the weekend, right? Monday, all seven days of the week so that I can put that time back. So if it's a priority, when you leave here, you take advantage of the information you have and it'll give you more time. I was quite a vision. Good question, good question. Next up, next up, we got two more. Hi, so I'm Netta. Um, my question is, and uh, I have a four-year-old and he's mostly at home with me while I'm working. So I'm trying to figure out how I find a parent community um, if I'm at home and new to this area. How do you find support if you don't know anyone around? That's a build one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, build the community. Yeah. For sure. Because I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is like a... A, a support group. It's just somebody that always builds it. Like we got a group chat of just men and our daughters, and we're like, "Yo, let's get together this time or whatever." Mm -hmm. Somebody just decided. It might have been Jeremy. Say, "Yo, let's all go out to eat." And I think they we went to um, we went to one restaurant. Then they went to Disney on Ice. They didn't give me no ticket, but <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, "Hey, I get your boy a ticket." But I would say build it. Yeah, I would say check check on Facebook. Like if you don't know anybody locally, check. Like social media is great for that, you know? 
Um, not saying that you have to go and immediately trust anyone, but there are a lot of groups um, that are like moms of this city, moms, you know, moms in Decatur, moms yeah. of Sandy Springs. And a lot of times they will have meetups on certain weekends or certain, you know, uh, days throughout the month and just go, like go without expectation, you know, keep, keep an open mind and get to know people. And then from there, going back to what Dave said, then build and connect your own network. That's good. And it can even simply be going to the park and meeting other mothers who are yeah. there with their kids and exchanging, if your kids are playing together at the playground, exchange contact to continue to meet up at the playground until you guys get comfortable. Um, maybe until your child maybe goes to daycare or school because then you'll you'll get the you'll get the community right right, right. but yeah. okay thank you so yeah. much good question, good question. last one hello everyone my name is Aite thank you so much for uh allowing me to be here in, in your presence and all the knowledge that you guys dropped tonight was really special um, my question is, uh, for those of you with blended families, how, uh, what are some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the giggle for me. He ain't figured out yet. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go first. So my parents were divorced and so I experienced blended family myself, right? And so I took from that what I liked and I made note of what I didn't like. So when we came together, he, he has a daughter, I had my two, and then we have our son. Um, I immediately embraced his daughter as my own. Like legitimately, she runs, she hangs out, she sleeps up, she spends time with me, right? That's my baby, right? And with that philosophy, it makes it like she's not even a child that I carried for nine months, right? I carried her in my heart. Right, and so that is how our relationship is shaped. And then for my kids, he embraced them as his own, right? So if my son's like, I'm having trouble sleeping, he's like, okay, I'll help you get back. Like he's there, you know, if they have something happening at school, he's buying them the project stuff, like he's involved with all of them. And so that has made it easy for us because I experienced it. But I think for on his end, he didn't have that. He was homeschooled till he was in high school. His parents are still married, going on almost 40 years. And so he had a different perspective, but he understood the importance of embracing my kids. And so that whole process has been easy for us because for me as a child in a blended family home, I didn't, with step parents, it just didn't work out that well, right? And so understanding that, I wanted to make sure I didn't create that for my kids in choosing a partner. And I didn't want to do that to his child. So that was what shaped it for me. Okay, you mind if I ask one question as uh, I'm sure you would have an answer as well. What's one thing specifically that you're dealing with that you, you can't quite figure out? Well. If, if, if you want to share. Yeah, um, I'll share. So I just, I guess I would like to see more interaction between my wife and my older kids. Um, I mean, I know she cares for them and I know she loves them, but I don't know if, you know, she feels not even indifferent. I just don't know, you know, like, I just want to see more interaction. I want to see kind of like the way she treats my, our babies, um, pretty much the same way with my other two. 
Yeah, I can answer that one. I can speak to that because that was our challenge. Um, my husband had two older children. I had one, I think my daughter was two. Then we had one together. Um, and so as a bonus mom, and there were some other dynamics, like I was my bonus daughter's former teacher. So there was some <laughs> different story. Wait a minute now. We just gonna skip over that part. Definitely. So not only, um, not only was it um, my da my dad is getting married because my dad, I mean, my husband was a single father. So not only was it my dad is getting married, it's my dad is marrying my teacher. Like mm -hmm. the woman that was mm -hmm. in my classroom last mm -hmm. year, you know. So it was a lot of a lot of uh, different mean, dynamics uh, there. Parent teacher <laughs> conference. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last day of school. Last week. Last week. But um, she was a daddy's girl. You know, he took care of her, and they had a very close relationship. And then here I come, mm -hmm. right? Great and then papers. He, <laughs> <laughs> and um and we both wanted the relationship but didn't really know how to transition from where we were into this new space and so I had heard the same request from my husband like I want to see you do this more I want to see you do that more and it kind of felt forced mm. right it felt forced and I'm like listen she's at the time, I'm like, she's 15, she's 16. I'm I'm here. Like, I don't want to force myself, and that's not what she wants. Mm -hmm. So you gotta understand your my your wife may be sensing things that maybe you're not sensing. You understand? And I, I do think that there's time, space, and you have to give it time to grow and mature naturally. You know, it will come, it might not come, but it's not it's not just from her because the children are older too. So they have a they have a say so in what type of relationship they want with the bonus mom or if they want one at all. Mm -hmm. And the key factor is that you're the glue. You're the glue. You're the one that's going to bring if your wife is with you, your kids were there before she came in, you are the glue, right? So you're the one that's going to smooth things out, keep that thing together and and help everyone in the transition. You can't force it though, because I've had friends and my bonus daughter and I, and my bonus son, we have a great relationship now, right? But it wasn't always that way. But I do have friends that have said, listen, my dad got married. I was not feeling my stepmom. I tried to break them up. You gotta understand that, I'm not saying that those are your children, but you, don't, you may not know what type of thoughts and emotions they have going on inside that they have not shared with you, that you might not be able to see because those are your kids and you love them and you want the best for them. So I would just say, do what you can to bring the family together, whether it's having dinner together, you know, whether it's simple activities, having dinner together, having family game night, you guys going places together and doing things to continue to nurture that bond, but also allow it time to progress naturally. That's good. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Good conversation, right?
need it. Um, I know I learned uh, so much tonight, and it's just it's reflective about, you know, kind of, I think we need time to slow down and really focus on certain areas of our life, right? We could have a whole conversation about, there's another element, right? So we talked about kind of business and your relationship with your child, but what about the relationship between, how do you split the time between your child and your child's parent? That's a whole nother dynamic, am I right? So how do you split that time? There's so many questions, but I think it just starts with a, what starts with us having these conversations. So um, we're gonna wrap up, but I want um, anybody, if there's something on your heart that we didn't touch on that you think is important for people to know, um, I'd like to hear from each and every one of y'all. So anybody that has something top of mind, then we'll give everybody else a chance to think. Uh, anything that we missed? Any kind of conversation that we didn't have? There was a theme of, uh, of grace um, that I think we all should probably bestow upon yourself, right? Give yourself some grace, it's hard. You know, hats off to you for even the desire to be an entrepreneur or to be an entrepreneur. Like, let's be honest, it's already hard being a parent, period. Yet mm -hmm. alone trying to build a business, yet alone trying to be an entrepreneur, build a business and be a parent with a blended parent or being a single parent, like that's not easy, you know what I'm saying? And so we just salute you all for taking the time away from your family to come out and get this game, but just give yourself grace. But at the same time, you might just have to be ultra, ultra disciplined. You might not have the luxury of doing what you did when you were single without kids and when you work for somebody else. Like, Shans, no, I'm super disciplined. I thought this sucker was from six to eight. I'm like, bro, I'm rushing to get back to the crib. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm up at four o'clock. I got a formula that works for me in my life. So now I'm even thinking like, shoot, I worked on a leg today. My knee's killing me. Your boy hit 41. My knee's a little different. I need to Epsom salt. I'm, I'm processing my whole evening. What time I'm going to go to sleep? What kind of rip sleep I'm gonna get before midnight? I'm so, sorry, bro. My bad. I'm not tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, 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 right. I got to do I share that with y'all because you got like if you really want this thing, look, the most successful people in the world aren't the most gifted. They're not the smartest. They're not the most talented. They are those who are the most disciplined. So if you really want to dominate in the world, you got to dominate your life. You got to dominate your schedule. You got to be super duper disciplined to be able to give your kids that time, know when to put that iPhone down, tap in with them, know when to put them down, get them situated, get right back to the work so that your dreams can come true, so that their dreams can come true. So give yourself some grace, but also for some of y'all, you might just have to be a little bit more disciplined because maybe you still want to watch the Lakers. I'm a huge LeBron fan. I'm a fan of greatness. I ain't seen that one game. They play too late. Why am I gonna watch him and all his greatness? That's gonna stop me from fulfilling my greatness. Come on, you talking good. You see what I'm saying? And so you gotta be super disciplined. You might not be able to go and keep it with the girls or with the homies. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, but you just gotta be disciplined. So cut yourself some slack, but at the same time, you might have to hold yourself a little bit more accountable and be super disciplined so that you can really win. You really can't have an amazing career in businesses in multiple streams while you still have multiple kids and give your spouse the necessary time and attention that they need while still taking care of yourself. We all get 24 hours in a day. If I sleep six, seven hours at night, I got, what is that, 14, 15 more hours? The next day, if I give my family five hours, I still got 10 more hours of work. That's plenty of time. We gotta just be locked in. That's all I would say. I love it.
we'll, we'll end it off with uh, everyone just kind of take us out, man. Um, that was, well, that was my piece. That was <laughs> my piece. <laughs> I, would, I would say know your capacity and, and be okay with that. Mm. Like, you don't have to, the, the worst thing that you can do is compare yourself to someone else because mm. you don't know their life and nice. you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Nice. This is what we were talking about, the dinner table, a capacity. And what I mean by that is saying, okay, in order for me to get here, what is it going to take? And am I equipped to deal with that? And am I willing to pay the cost, the energy cost, the, the sacrifice cost, the learning cost, sometimes the financial cost of what accomplishing this goal is going to take? Like, it is okay to build your business in stages. And it is okay to become masters of the stage in which you're at. Because scaling and growing too fast can totally break you too. And people don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. So that's why you, you absolutely have to know the capacity that you have for the current life that you have. Like my children are small. The, the way that I operate now is not gonna be the way that I will be able to operate you know, five years or 10 years from now, because life will change. But for right now, work and life, it, it all requires me to shut everything down at three so I can focus on my children. Mm -hmm. I might be losing money, I know I am, but what am I gaining? Mm. I'm gaining family, I'm gaining life, I'm gaining memories. And that is, I'm not looking at the, the, uh, the young girl on Instagram that she's just doing her and herself is, is all she has to worry about. My life is different. Right. And that's fine. And that's okay. And it is okay to say no. Mm. It's okay to say no. And it's okay to take it slow. And that's all I got to say. From all troops, close the side, brother. So I, I want to talk about environment. And I know we came here about parenting and entrepreneurship. I was raised to be an entrepreneur. Um, my father did not allow us to have jobs. Uh, it was really a punishment for it, which means you're gonna have to shell out money to pay bills. And so my life, my kids, I have encouraged them to be entrepreneurs and create an environment. If they wanted to take all the money and put it into a nail business, I, I support them. If you know, they wanted to, I got two girls in college right now. One is doing some entrepreneurial stuff while she's in college, and I fully support it. So creating that environment, the environment that we create for our children is how they're going to grow up. For me, I grew up in entrepreneurs in both sides of the track, all kinds of entrepreneurs, but it taught me that I did not, early on, did not want to work for somebody. I have a law degree, and I remember wanting to be Johnny Cochran, and that was me in my school, the people at school saying, go to school, go to college. My dad was encouraging me to go to law school, but he was also saying, go to law school so you can help the family. Go to law school so you can understand what you're doing. Because at 19, I started at real estate. So my worry is to make sure we create that environment so that they can be all that they can be. And if it's an entrepreneur, cool. If it's a school teacher, cool. If it's a veterinarian, cool. But whatever it is, we just got to give them that support. And once they know they got that support, they'll jump off the bridge. And if we're going to catch them, we catch them. And if they know that, the sky's the limit for them. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Andrea. Um, I think for me, it's more so just really instilling again time management skills. 
that's probably the biggest thing for me personally. I know for a lot of parents is really understanding time management and part of time management is prioritization and understanding what's important and understanding that sometimes you don't have the the ability to plan your five-year, your 10-year right now. You don't know, you, you're, my career field every day is different. My Monday looks nothing like Tuesday, looks nothing like Wednesday. But one thing that I've done for myself that's worked is I wake up or I go to sleep, right before I go to sleep, I make a huge task list in my notes because I'm a phone person. And it's everything I need to do for the next day for work and everything I need to do the next day for my, my kids in my personal life. And I do not go to sleep until everything is checked off. And I literally list it in order of what is most important. So then that way you work from the top down, but it helps you see visually what actually needs to be done because sometimes it's like, I could say, oh, I need to turn in this, pro this project, but it's not due till next week. So why is it on my Monday to do? That's me over, over extending myself. That's me taking away from time with my children because I want to just do something now. So it's really just about, like I said, prioritizing, really understanding time management. It's okay to plan. It's okay to try to come up with the best schedule that you can. But again, go back to give yourself grace. If you get a little sidetracked, it's all right. That's good. I would say definitely understanding that you're different than you know each of us, right? So everybody's situation is going to be totally different. And live in that truth, like accept mm -hmm. that, not accept it, I shouldn't say, but honor it, like feel good about that. Because there's someone who's looking at your story, someone who's looking to, to learn from you as a parent, you as a father, you as a single mother, you as a blended family, uh, and you're gonna be able to lead someone else. I stopped focusing as much about leaving a legacy just for my, my daughters as much as I wanted to leave a legacy in them. Mm -hmm. And so that was my daily walk. That meant it had to be about uh, you know, what type of activities I was doing, you know, making sure I had the plan in place, making sure I had integrity, which is something you said to a young man. And every time, every single time someone asked me about David Shans, the first thing I say is he's a man of integrity. Mm -hmm. And so somebody has to be able to say that about you. I wanted to make sure I instill that in my daughters, right? That, that they have integrity. So you know where you are. Don't look at social media and, and force it to drag you to, to get to a place that maybe you're not ready to get to just yet because you may lose your family as a result of getting that. And then what did you do it for? Yeah. So just know what that pro what priority is. I almost said balance, because that's what we, we're so used to hearing. But know how to prioritize your life for your family. Like there's a wheel of life. It's not just business, it's faith, it's family. I mean, it's our, um, you know, the emotional part of the wheel, the spiritual part of the wheel, the physical part of it. Like we talk about all that. So make sure you take a look at the totality of it so you know how to create the priorities around it. And congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, on you to close us out, sis. I approach parenting with prayer, patience, and positivity. Mm. Um, prayer, patience, and positivity. I like yep. That. I have to pray <laughs> for guidance every single day, right? And I have to have patience with them. Mm. And I try my best to, you know, let them get positivity, you know. But I also look at myself as a part of a team, right? I am a part of their team. Everyone's on a team. I have a team at work and I have a team at home. I don't want them to feel like everything is always going to be done by me, but it's going to get done, right? And that's the most important thing for me is that I have a support team. And it's not easy to build a team. Business is hard <laughs> to build a team, but also a team for your kids, 
right? I don't want them to feel like my whole world will get shattered if something happens to mommy. No, we have support there. And I've also learned to not be guilty about leaving to do certain things. I want to be present. I'm present with them. The phone's down, whatever the case may be, I'm present. So I no longer feel guilty because wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be at that point in time. And when I'm with them, they get my 100% of my attention. And that's how I approach it. I love it. I love it. Clap it up. But man, I want to say uh, thank you to everybody on the panel. Again, I learned a lot. I want to say thank you on behalf of everybody that's here in our live audience. You guys enjoyed it, yes? Yes. Clap it up. Clap it up. Um, so like, really take this conversation seriously. Share this with somebody. Uh, because there are people that really, this is a, a challenge. Like you kind of alluded to postpartum. Um, There's a real thing. You, you have a child and your body changes and kind of you, and I, I went through it. I didn't go through it, but I was through it. You helped, you helped. I mean, I feel like I went through it. But you like, <laughs> you, you have the child and things change and you got to manage certain emotions. And then I need to learn how to manage my emotions and understand the emotions. and. It's it's not it's not an easy thing to deal with. So uh, please share this with somebody. We want to say thank you to uh, Terry Ijeoma for uh, for uh, sponsoring, empowering, and supporting this platform with Trade and Travel. Make sure y'all support Trade and Travel. Send her a DM. Go on and send her a DM right now. Her Instagram is Terry Ijeoma. T E R I I G. O-E-M-A, I believe. I might have said it, spelled it right or wrong. Maybe, I don't know. But send her a DM, say, I'm here live in Atlanta, and I appreciate you for so- supporting this podcast and the Social Proof 7, okay? So make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe, and we are out of here. Y'all have a good night. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.